hello 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 caller you're hello? on the air testing i forgot how to record a, what, what do you call these podcasts is that what it's called uh call line put me on with line seven he's got a very important question for the nerdy legion caller <laughs> you're on with the mad dog and cuz <laughs> Uh yes, Mad Dog. Uh, I I just need to know how. What do I do Damn it, to record producer, this? Cut him off. <laughs> What's up, dude? Like Martin Downey Jr. That's right. That's right. What have you been up to? Man, I speaking of Morton Downey Jr., I went down a rabbit hole. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. I hate to even start that way. I went down a Letterman rabbit hole oh on wow YouTube. there's a there's a person out there that takes every appearance of somebody and edits them all together in this mega like it could be like 26 minutes of i won't even say larry bud melman because i think he, all of his appearances i believe he has a playlist of like three hours of larry bud melman jesus christ so like stupid human tricks and stupid pet tricks, those are like multiple parts, like three hours each, you know, because those are big segments. Hmm. But I went down a Chris Elliott rabbit hole <laughs> and I totally forgot he did a character based on Morton Downey Jr. That is Morton Downey Jr. show. And the person shows the beginning of the playlist was sort of like, if you don't know who Morton Downey Jr. is, is here's like a two minute clip of like insane Morton Downey Jr. Mm. Um, but then it's called it's of course the Chris Elliott Jr. show. So he has the terrible Morton Downey Jr. hair, oh, uh, smoking the cigarette. Uh, I don't know how he made. I'm guessing he put in fake teeth because they're gigantic. And he keeps wandering back, and it's like right in front of Dave's desk, and he keeps wandering back and forth from his uh, little, like, Morton Downey Jr., like, you know how he used to have, like, the podium mm -hmm. that he'd come up and tell people to talk at, and then he would lean against it and, like, blow smoke in their face. And it was right <laughs> in front of, like, Dave's desk. Mm -hmm. So Chris Elliott, every, like, segment, and this was, like, honest to God, probably... 50 minute playlist so Jeez. it was probably like seven appearances because chris elliott constantly had reoccurring characters so yeah. this was one of them yeah and of course i and shoot if you don't know chris elliott on uh the letterman show of course i had to start with um his marv albert because that is that's the <laughs> pinnacle of chris elliott for me so I totally forgot he did Morton Downey Jr. And then I watched the the entire playlist and it did sort of come back to me like, oh, I did watch a couple of these. But it was just so insane. Like he had Morton Downey Jr. like dead on. And he would be asking like Letterman. He would he would treat Letterman like he's um, one of the experts that would sit up on the like dais. Right. But he would be calling him like, you know, Joan Collins, pro smoker. What's your opinion on, you know, and it's something stupid. <laughs> and Dave would just say something dumb. And he's like, you're wrong, you maggot. Get out of here. <laughs> and then he would like go on talking until Dave finally is like, 
all right, Chris, or is your little dog and pony show done? Can we <laughs> with the show? And he's like, all right, well, I'm out of here. And he would always do like the Morton Downey, like one more thing. When it comes to big tobacco, you know how he always leaned against the stupid podium mm-hmm. and would like pontificate for like three minutes. Chris Elliott had that down so good. <laughs> oh my God. It was so, so perfect. So I went down that rabbit hole a little, a little bit starting with Spinal Tap into Jesus. <laughs> Chris Elliott. And that Spinal, I didn't know there were so many Spinal Tap appearances on Letterman. Uh-huh. It was a good, like, hour, 20 minutes. Dang. That was just sort of like, it, it would be Dave mentioning, and I can't believe this guy had all this stuff edited together. Like, the first, appear, the first mention of Spinal Tap was Dave, uh, talking to Paul about why Paul had off a couple days of work and Paul just mentioning, Oh, I went to California work to work on a a movie that's coming out next year. And then he would edit like the next appearance was like Paul talking about, Oh, the movie's coming out next week. Like, and you'd see all the dates like July, whatever, 85. And then like January 86. And, And the way the guy edits all his playlists, I'm like, it gives you a nice chronological history to like, wow, this Morton Downey Jr. or Chris Elliott Jr. character was a reoccurring a character about every like three weeks he would show up. Huh. So it was interesting to see like the cadence of like some of the characters and stuff. So that was that was interesting. So the, wait, the Spinal Tap stuff was on Letterman? Yeah. What? Well, it'd be like it'd be like Michael Michael uh, McKeon. He did an appearance, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm working on this movie. It's called uh, Spinal okay. Tap. It's like a rockumentary that Rob Reiner's doing, and then Rob Reiner would would be on talking about it. And then when the thing appeared, when the movie finally appeared, they would, you know, it'd be Dave talking to Paul how great it was, and then he'd have on the people sort of hawking the show. But then they actually had on. God, probably six times various like spinal, the actual characters from Spinal Tap come in and either perform or be interviewed on the show. Gotcha. But it was real bizarre. Like this guy, I don't, I don't know if this is his entire job. I don't know if he's making money from this. It's like (laughs) to call through like decades of Letterman stuff to have like, oh, you want all of the, you know, Christopher Lloyd appearances. Oh, here's an hour and 20 minutes. Jeez. Some people are into that, dude. I believe me. I'm in as a viewer. I'm totally into it. This is great (laughs) because it's a real historical document. It's real interesting. Mm. And to see how quick like Letterman was Jiminy Christmas. It's insane. You need to send me that playlist so I can check it out. I'll send you the dude's name. Put it into YouTube. I think you'd be shocked at how like. All all you have to do is search for – he's, like, minute, minute stuff. Mm. It's not just, like, Terry Gar. Guess what? Terry Gar's been on that hundreds of times. All of her appearances, yes, they're all there. But it's, like, even people that were only on his show, like like when Sean Connery died. Right. He had a playlist of Sean Connery. Jesus Christ. It might have been – and he did it like the day that Connery died. I don't know if he had it before, like previously, and then he just republished it. Mm. I have no clue. But all of a sudden, here's like all of Sean Connery on Letterman. 
and it was only like 26 minutes. So he might've only been on Letterman like two or three times. Uh, yeah, this see, guy he, is like hyper focused on Letterman. He probably had it all. He's probably got like timestamps because they have, uh, they have like those people on YouTube, like Joe Rogan has a guy that he, he listens to the whole episode and then comments on the post with like timestamps for like all the topics that were discussed mm-hmm. for each episode. So a lot of well, people, you know, a lot of people just wait until the guy comments so that they can just go to that particular section of the, of the episode. I know there's a lot of podcasts that do that and thank God we don't. Yeah, we do that. Of course we do. But it, Hey, if any listener wants to sit down and <laughs> write out our entire show notes for us, yeah, we put that right in the show notes. That'd be great. <laughs> Because who would want that information? Because I listen to plenty of podcasts. It's like, oh boy, I can skip. Actually, you know who does it? Bill Simmons. His his pod does that. Yeah. So if I don't want to listen to the first guest, I'll just look in the notes and be like, I guess I can skip forward 52 minutes and eight seconds. Whoop, yeah. There it is. Right yeah, there. D- DJ does that on his podcast. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But also you're it's amazing that people are th- that hyper focused on something, which mm. it's great because I've gone back and I've I've done it with uh, Craig Ferguson, his show. Yeah, he'll have uh, I found one playlist of his one person doing playlists. And sure, it's all like him being like naughty and like he was always very flirty. Mm. With, but then he also like the guy made a playlist of all of his appearances back and forth with like talking to the producer off camera mm. and he did all of the and it and they were time stamped too they were date stamped you know Just we like, uh we do have time stamps on our podcast well that's great yeah the podcast starts at zero 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 mm-hmm. and then it ends uh at three hours oh jeez yeah that's that's our timestamps. What are we doing? You know who's really good about timestamps? Hmm. That that Geek Brunch podcast. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just hit play until it's <laughs> done. The great thing about their timestamps is as soon as the episode's over, it just goes right into the next podcast. <laughs> awesome. I like the way they have that set up. No, no, Nick. That that's all the same podcast. Every episode is twelve hours long. <laughs> well, it's thoroughly entertaining. It is. That's and, true. And we are aping uh, Geek Brunch as well. We're we're taking it, we're taking a little bit from them because uh, tonight I was three minutes late. So I apologize. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you are the Bill Bomer of oh, the Nerd Legion podcast with Nick Wetmore. If only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> One can dream. Hey, Martin, one can dream. One can dream. You're right. You're right. Except just like Bill, this is the closest that Bill and I uh, are alike. We both live in Illinois, and Illinois is number one with new COVID cases. That's Woo! right. I thought, I, thought, I thought Texas was. Don't they have like a million? Oh, they're number two. <laughs> uh, Nick, don't you know that COVID's fake? It's fake news. It's all fake news what i've heard fox news is also fake news now i've even heard that from uh family members as well (laughs) which is great to hear that makes me feel really really good 
It's like, yeah, why did we take all that science if all, that's all imaginary? You're right. <laughs> that totally makes sense, not makes sense. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, here's the thing, Nick. Look, I don't want to talk about coronavirus, but I just want to say yeah. this. <laughs> I just wanted to say that we're number one. That's the only reason I brought it up. Hey. Bill Bomer and I are number one. Number murder capital of the world, COVID capital of the United yeah. States. Yeah. Man, you guys are on the ball over there. You know what I think also? Just knowing human nature the way we know it. I'm pretty sure all of these uh, number one, ca- all these new cases I'm pretty sure with the impending holidays right around the corner, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, we're going to get a lot better at it, right? Of course. I mean, Casey Kasem, Shadow Stevens, <laughs> America's top 40, <laughs> Illinois is going to be number one with a bullet. I mean, we're talking <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks. We are going to hold steady. Right? <laughs> Move over, Millie Vanilli. Hey buddy, let me tell you, you wanna you wanna get a good laugh nowadays? Go oh. back and and watch George Carlin skits from like twenty years ago. Heck yeah, that man's like a prophet. <laughs> on on many topics, he's a prophet. I've been uh, I've I've been watching a lot of George Carlin stand up this past week or so. Hell yeah, what we'll uh, got you in that mood? I, I told you how I got in, how I got roped into Letterman. How did you get roped into Carlin? Oh man, what was I doing? Um, I think I was doing like linguistics research. Mm, and, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing linguistics research, and I found somehow in one of the search results there was a uh, a video from George Carlin about soft language. Mm. Uh, this is probably like two, three weeks ago. And uh, and so ever since, like every day, I just try to find me a new George Carlin skit. That one was good, though. Uh, I think I brought it up before. It was the one uh, about shell shock. How like you used to have this world shell shock after uh, I guess after Vietnam is when they you started using the word. And then over time, like it kept on changing and then it became like post-traumatic stress disorder. And then now it's just like PTSD, which means absolutely nothing. So. Mm-hmm. You know, like just talking about the power of words, and uh, and shell shock was one of the prime examples he used. I can't remember the rest of them, uh, but there's been some good ones, man. He's got some good ones about like uh, why he doesn't vote. That's my favorite one. <laughs> well, he he loved to. He's sort of like Dennis Miller. He loves to look in an encyclopedia or dictionary and like I can write a skit about that. Oh hell yeah, yep. Let me break that down for the dum dums. He is. I think way better than Dennis Miller though, because he's much more oh, God, yeah. he's much more raw. Oh hell yeah. You know what I mean? Uh he's he, a visionary. Yeah. Plus he makes fun of like the left and the right at the same time, so it's perfect. Yeah. That's my kind of thing. He he goes after human nature, not just like sides of the podium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still pretty relevant. That's why uh that's why all the comedians love him, man. Same thing with like Richard Pryor. That's why everyone loved hell Richard yeah. Pryor. So Richard Pryor didn't give a shit. Uh, yeah. Talked about, uh, discrepancies. <laughs> I wonder if we, we still have a racial divide in this country. Well, let's talk about that later. That's fake news. Right. That's fake news. Go, go, go listen to CNN, you fake news person. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Is, uh, is things better at your household now that the election's over? I mean, I guess oh. it's over. Is it over? <laughs> Dude, 
I've never watched so much political election stuff. Holy Christ. Julie, the cruise director, was glued to it. Woo! Really? Oh, what, yeah. What does she do to herself? She just had to know. Oh. She got invested in this election. I see. Well, that's good. A lot just, of people got was, invested. It was so great because I just kept on reminding her that four years ago, remember all those pollsters that were four years ago that were like, oh, Hillary's got this in the bag, people. Come on now. Mm. So I just kept reminding her and she's like, no, no, it's not. No, there's no way he's going to get four more years. I'm like, yeah, well, just don't <laughs> listen to those pollsters. I, so uh, I, I, I don't give a crap, man. Like. My wife will send me stuff, and it's just like, whatever. <laughs> and then she'll be like, did you read any of that? You're like, oh, yeah, I did. Not really. Yeah, not really. Not really. She was very happy to vote, though, so that's good. But, hey, say it loud, say it proud. Yeah, she uh, she went like an hour before they closed. There was no line. Uh, it doesn't, like, here it doesn't matter, dude. Like, the state always votes Republican, so uh, I was very happy for her that she was happy to get her sticker. Nice. Yeah. So that's good. Participating I, in the process. See, I'm like Carlin, man. I don't participate in the process because then I can complain about it. That, well, <laughs> or, you, or, or you can't complain about it, one or the other, however you want to look at it. Oh, uh, man, I got to send you the link to that skit. It's perfect. <laughs> I I don't know if we've talked about this, but I might have a new show for for your wife. Oh, buddy, I've got some shows for you. All right, well, let's start it. All right, go ahead. What you got? Let your wife know to record this ABC show that I've been watching. There, I think there's only been three episodes so far called The Con. The Con. Yes. Continue. So just tell her to set up her DVR, whatever the hell she has over there. But it's ABC. It's easy to find. Wait. Uh, no, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Narrated, narrated, whether you like her or not, but who the hell cares? Narrated by Whoopi Goldberg. That shouldn't matter. All right. Continue. But the three episodes, uh, as you could guess, it's an hour long, and each one is about a con. Oh. And the first one was like a made-up prince. Uh, the second one was oh, um, this guy who was a doctor – in Europe falls in love with this documentarian who came to interview him because he was doing like this um, artificial bone graph that was like light years ahead of like uh, what people were doing in Europe. Mm. Uh, he was light years ahead. So she's interviewing him for like some segment on like the news or like, you know, 2020 or whatever. Sure. Falls in love with him. And he wants to, he's the knight in shining armor, wants to whisk her away, uh, says that he knows the Pope, knows all these people because he's sort of like a celebrity doctor. Ah, of course. Which he was. I mean, he was. Like, he genuinely knew, like, a lot of people. So I don't think she ever, like, read into it all that much. Mm -hmm. Started to plan a wedding and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, like, he was just whisked away. He couldn't really, it just, of course, things fell apart. Guess what? He was conning her. Hence the show. <laughs> but the best one was the college con. The college entrance, the whole Hollywood college entrance. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Other than talking to the stars, they didn't talk to them. 
But the way this show lays out, like how this one guy masterminded these ways for rich parents to get around like require entrance requirements Mm -hmm. and to be able to like, you will, you pay me a certain amount of money and then I'll go to this. And this was so freaking good. I was like, after I watched this episode, I'm like, I think Julie, the cruise director would like this show. Usually like, I thought it might be a little too much true crimey for her, Mm. like in a violent way. No, not at all. The con is just that. It's pretty much a con. But when they went into this entrance exam, the way this guy did this was you pay him a crazy fee. And what he does is he'll go to like an athletic director and he won't get like the person, the the student, the wannabe student, won't get them a scholarship but we'll get them a place on the team. So then like the entrance type stuff sort of gets waived because all he has to do is show like, Oh, this girl wants to be part of the rowing team. Yeah. She did rowing in high school, that type of thing. Mm. So it's like to see the end around, I was like, damn, that's impressive. I'm like, wow. I'm like, way to work the system. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be honest with you, guess what? When when these people got busted, you know, of course, I, I pour a little bit out for, who was it, the one full house. I pour a little bit out. Oh, Lori, whatever. Lori Laughlin. Laughlin, yeah, there you go. You know, I sure, who doesn't have a sweet spot for Lori Laughlin? So I was like, you know what? You know what rich people do? They buck the system. Yeah, no they surprise. cheat. Hello. No surprise. You have money, you can move mountains. But like that route with the like athletic director, I was like, damn, you go. You rich. You found a way around this. You go. Pay somebody to do this. More more rich power to you. Wait, who cares? But then they then this one guy talked about um his other route that he would take if it wasn't like a sports inroad hmm. what he would do is a lot of like sat acts you have to get a certain score to get in like without a doubt your grades are good but you need this certain score right and no matter how much like studying or help on help studying like trying to figure out like getting tutors you know will only get you so far and if these kids just don't have it in that department, but they need to get this like higher score, what they this was the scam that I was like turned turned it on its head for me. The guy would tell the parent, "Look, when your kid goes in to do this pre-SAT, he has to tell the instructor that this environment is not conducive for them." Hmm. So what so what it, what they're saying is like I can't take a time test because whatever. Let's just say PTSD, which I'm not surprised at this point like the way kids are like mollycoddled, I'm not surprised this wouldn't work at all. Like I was just like, yeah, of course this is an easy way to get around like 
taking a test for two hours right. to be like, oh, I'm so fatigued mentally. Oh, like, so what the school will do is let those students, whether it's one or like five, come and take a non-time test, but come at a special time with an instructor. Oh, yeah. So then what, what they will do, this one guy will, will tell the kid, this is what you have to say and give them pretty much verbatim. Like if you say it, this, this, this away, they legally have to do this for you. So then what will happen is that kid never, he'll go in and he doesn't know, like this is just his parent telling him this. He'll go in on this special day with like a few other students and it's non-timed and he will genuine, he or she will genuinely try to take this test. And then when they leave, the instructor, so of course the guy, the, the head con guy, will pay this instructor off mm-hmm. who's sitting in this class of five kids. And as soon as that one child leaves, he brings in his ringer from an Ivy League school. Oh my God. <laughs> brings him in to retake that test and the guy and what's insane is like they have all these phone calls that they reenact but they have all the transcripts from the fbi so they know like exactly what was said right and the guy who who was the con guy he would be telling the parents look you need to get whatever the number is 3210 or whatever it is 2740 And he'll tell his ringer, you have to get 3740. And the ringer knows exactly how many questions he has to get right and wrong. Hmm. Like, that's how much of a ringer he is. So he goes in and perfectly nails that. And then the tests are collected, and that's exactly what the kid got. So I was just like, oh, those mother effing rich people. (laughs) I was just like, my mind was blown. So then this this one parent... The kid couldn't fly to this destination to retake this test. Mm-hmm. And they had this on, on, like, the FBI, the way this con artist got nailed was somebody was being arrested. Of course, this is how everything happens. One of his, like, cohorts were being arrested in another state. And he ratted out this one con artist. Hmm. And then as soon as they ratted him out, that's when the FBI started to bug all of his phone lines, got him coming and going and heard this one conversation of the one, this one parent who said, my kid can't go out of state. My kids, no, my kid's preparing for a surgery. Is there any way that we can pay the ringer to go in there, sign the kid's name her son's name and just take the test, like cut out the middleman. Can he just go in and do 27 10? Yes. So that's when the FBI was like, what? (laughs) 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 It was so good. Oh my God. And they just went so far in depth and the way like the reenactments are on the con is really, really well done. And they definitely show like timelines really well. Cause I told you before, whenever I get a con or that type of show. I like seeing like timelines. I like seeing like the points of interest, how they're connected. 
Right. And the con did it really good. Mm. It's it's I highly recommend that show. Oh my god, it was so good. Interesting. So yeah, throw that out to the wife. You said it's on ABC? ABC. Who would have thought? I will let her know. Please do. She's been watching what's it called? Seduced. 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 Inside the Nexium Cult. Oh, is that the HBO show? Uh, Stars, I think. Stars. Okay, yeah, Stars. Gotcha. Uh, the HBO one is The Vow. Yes. Which, which they're signing for season two. <laughs> yeah, they've been renewed for another season. And I was like, how the hell are you doing that? <laughs> Unless well, you're going to go into another cult. But why would it be called The Vow? That's true. My wife's going to be so pissed if that's true. Uh, she she liked the vow. She finished it, and then she went to find another one. So she found the seduced on stars, um, which she says is much better. She said the really? vow. She, yeah, she said the vow is like ten episodes too long. <laughs> like it should have been like three episodes. Wow. Uh, but it was like twelve. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh, she's enjoying that, but I'll uh, I'll let her know, man. Please do. I'll let her know. I might check this out. This sounds cool. At least watch the college scam. That was so good, so good. Is it uh? Is is the whole thing just like? How, what's the format? Is it like interviews or is it just like the actual reenactment? Uh, there's a little bit of reenactment, but it's a lot. I would say that's maybe ten percent of the show. Oh, okay. I usually like reenactments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a lot of interviews. Like um, the second episode is all about an heiress. Uh, from Ireland, who is waiting for this big inheritance check, and she's in L.A. Big inheritance check uh, from her family, but hopefully she won't get ousted out of the money. So she scams so many people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hmm. And they show her, like, in, not prison, but in uh, court being sued. And when, when they... The best thing, at least for me, is watching, especially a con artist, watching like 82, she's in Connecticut, 83, Chicago, 84, uh, you know, Tallahassee, Florida, like how she's jumping all around. And they talk to so many people that's like, yeah, she was I knew her as Dolly and she was a country Western artist who was trying to get so insane. It's just like. At the end of the Countess, she even asked the police officer who was interrogating her, uh, what name should she sign to, like, have something released? Huh. Like, she couldn't even keep the lie straight <laughs> that she was trying to tell them. Uh, like, I, oh. I, I gotta ask you, how, how old are these? Well, I mean, like, the college thing was fairly recent. Buddy, I, I think the heiress, they were talking, like, 2016. Oh, geez. Like, all of these are brand, brand new cons. Huh. You're insane. Like, the love con, that was, like, maybe five years ago? See, I think about this sometimes. Because, like, now with the internet, you think it would be a lot harder, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to, like, you, you know, you have, like, your driver's license, a security number, like, your phones are tracked and all this stuff. And surely, like, doing a lot of the especially like the uh the identity scams like pretending to be somebody else 
has to be like really hard nowadays, no? Well, like the heiress one, she would bring people to like floor side seats to Laker games or one of her best friends uh, loaned her like $15,000 and she instantly paid it back. So I think that built up a lot of trust with them. But what she was doing, she was working at a travel agency and she was just skimming money off of that to pay them back. It was just like yeah, 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 that makes sense. Like pyramid scheme. Yeah, but yeah. you're right. Like, why wouldn't you just look and like, why wouldn't you do a background check? But I don't think you've run a background check on me for at least two years. So why would you run a background check? Or have I? Well, it's been two years at least. Right? I mean, you know. <gasps> what? You forget. My wife is like the Facebook pi okay <laughs> everybody my wife meets she automatically looks him up on facebook tiktok everywhere <laughs> yes my wife knows everything about everybody i wouldn't be surprised if after our first date or maybe before she ran a background check on me hey it sounds like a smart lady uh hey you know I, i'm not disagreeing with you at all mm-hmm. uh, but i do wonder about that sometimes because i've been uh you know i do a lot of reading and uh, one of my favorite historical characters is uh, the Comte de Saint Germain. I don't know if you're familiar with Saint Germain. Have you ever heard of this guy? Mm-mm. All right, but so I, uh, the comic book that Vince Slot did on Saint Germain. Oh, did he? Really? Who did this? Dan Slot? No, Vince Locke, I believe. Vince Locke, L O C K E, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me look. I believe this up. it was Vince Locke. I don't think it was Guy Davis. I think it was Vince Locke. Let's look this up. Saint Germain. Just called Saint Germain. I think it was on Caliber, possibly. Man, you are good. It is on Caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Based on the historical figure, but it was definitely it based in that time period. It is. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm on mycomicshop.com right now. You're welcome. All right. Look I'm, at us talking about comics. Who would have thought? I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get this. Yeah. You read it? Is it good? Yeah, of course. It's Vince Locke, dude. Oh, that's true. All right, so so you've read the comics, so you're vaguely familiar then. Yeah, it's been Uh, a while, but yeah. So so Saint Germain was this, uh, what would you say, like uh, philanderer, aristocrat? I don't know. He was he was a man of all trades. Uh, I think it was in the 1700s, and uh, like he was all over Europe. So he like he knew all the royals and like he would show up and like stuff would happen. Like he showed up in France and like the French Revolution happens. There's a story that he was there when um, at the Declaration of Independence when they signed it because because they weren't going to sign it. And like this guy shows up and like gives a speech and everyone's like, yeah, we got to sign this thing. Um, But like stories relating to St. Germain are around for like 150 years. You know what I mean? So like this dude could not have been 150, right? So there's like all these. How did you get, tu- did you get tuned into like wanting to research him more? Oh, Saint Germain's fascinating, dude. Uh, well, partially because I was doing uh some research on uh, the Rosicrucians, hmm. uh, and Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, and all those groups. Kind and uh, and he he actually 
was like the headline speaker at one of their conventions. Uh, in like the, I think it was the 1800s. Um, like there's even stories of him like showing up at some like masquerade ball, let's say, <laughs> and he meets some, he, he finds some woman. She's like, you look really familiar. Are you related to St. Germain? And he's like, don't you remember me, so-and-so? And, -so? and he, she's like, what do you mean? She's like, you look younger than you did when I was a kid. <laughs> Wow, so it's sort of like a Forrest Gump thing. It's like that he, um, that he shows up at like all of these really important things, and he's just sort of in the background. Yes, but he like changes. He he like guides world events. Sounds like the Freemasons. Um, like apparently, like he somehow like he went to France, for example, and he got like um. He was able to, through a friend of his, uh, talk to Marie Antoinette, and he told her, like, all about uh, what was happening with the king and how, like, his his right-hand man was plotting against him and, like, they were going to try to kill him, whatever. And the king found out and had him arrested, and somehow he escaped. Um, oh, no, Jeez. the king found out, and so the, his right-hand man had him arrested because it was true. And then years later, that guy was the one that was responsible for uh, starting the French Revolution and, and having King Louis beheaded. Wow. Uh, but like St. Germain knew all this stuff. Like this is like throughout the 17 and 1800s he shows up. And, uh, and like it's always the same guy. And sometimes he looks – like sometimes he looks just like the same, right, over say like 50, 60 years. He looks like a 35, 40-year-old man. And then sometimes you see him like 50 years later and he looks like 20 years younger, right? He looks like he's 25, oh. uh, but it's the same guy. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of really interesting stories. Was uh, his original name Ivar the Time Walker? <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Mm, mm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stories. Something there's, there's like a story about him, like he was some kind of alchemist. And like he, I mean, nobody knows, you know what I mean? Like people make up shit not. stories because they don't fucking know. Uh, but it's just curious that like this guy that people recognize looking the same throughout like a hundred year period uh, shows up in all these events and like has a hand in changing the course of of history. That's great. Yeah, but I'm about to check out this uh, this comic, man, because now, now I'm excited. I didn't know there was a comic about Saint Germain. There you go. Mm -hmm. Happy to turn you turn you on to it. Mm -hmm. Do I have a book here? Damn, no, it's in in my in the living room. I, I was gonna find the page that uh where he shows up at the Declaration of Independence. It was freaking hilarious. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yes, yeah, Saint Germain, fascinating guy. It's like uh, what's that movie with with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt? Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, come on. Well, whatever. But, you know, like, they show up at, like, important things, too. I mean, granted, yes, they're vampires, and it's a stupid Anne Rice novel. Um, but uh, but something like that. I used to be really into Anne Rice, man. What? Yeah. Were you into her uh, other pen name? Who What's wrote that? all about BDSM? No. Come on. Just I the vampire stuff. That's all right. You could tell me. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, this is a judge-free zone. Nope, I read like the entire Lestat series. Ah, okay. Yep, over a summer. What year was that? 
that was between junior and senior year, I think, if I remember correctly. Because uh, I remember my first day of school, I came back and I saw the dean, and he's like, "You behaving yourself?" Because I always got in trouble in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, "You behaving yourself?" I said, "Yeah." I was like, "And I've been reading all summer." He's like, "Yeah, you've been reading?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "What have you been reading?" I said, "I've read like all the Anne Rice novels." <laughs> he said, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Anne Rice back in the day was like Harry Potter. I mean, everybody was reading that stuff. Dude, the the '90s were hot for vampires. Oh, I know. That was all vampires. Know. It was Twilight in the '90s. No, that was later, right? Right. Yeah. That was in the but 2000s. still, it was like Twilight back in the day. Like everybody had to read that, like John Grisham or vampires. Oh yeah, yeah. John Grisham was hot in the early '90s. Oh yeah. And then like the '80s. You know what? The um, what the hell? The the character we were just talking about. Saint Germain. Saint Germain. That reminded me of that Woody Allen film Zelig. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. Where he like plays this like character that just sort of blends in and can blend into like any scenario that he's part of. Hmm. So all of a sudden he'll be like talking to like Sal Bello. And they'll oh, have, interesting. like they'll they'll fit him in just like uh Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just sort of fit him into like historical settings. Hmm. Just because he sort of blended in and like wanted to be part of, he never wanted to stand out. That type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah it was, that was an interesting, interesting mockumentary. Yeah, Saint Germain was kind of like that, except like everyone knew him because he's hanging out with aristocrats and kings and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure, somewhat, some, and I'm sure thirty percent of it's probably sort of heightened a little bit. Maybe not completely inaccurate, but, you know, they spiced up a little bit. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, like, he wouldn't stay in one place for very long, right? Like, he'd be somewhere for, like, a year or two or three, and then, like, go somewhere, like, the opposite end of of Europe, right, where nobody would recognize him. Uh, And then, like, he'd come back at some point and whatever. Um, Yeah, who knows, man? There's uh, all kinds of crazy stuff that can happen. Like I Santa Claus. It. I believe in Santa now. Did you know that? Santa's real, bro. Yeah, why not? Yeah, might as well, right? Like unicorns and shit. Yeah. Um, no, I watched a really good show. Uh, and I think, uh, who else is watching? Oh, I think Mike's watching it too. Evil? No. Have you heard of the show? No. <gasps> All right. Let me tell you. You need to watch the show. Is that on regular TV? It, season one is on Netflix. Because mm. uh, I, I think season one just ended and they put it on Netflix. Uh, okay. Or you can go on like CBS All Access if you want to like subscribe to garbage networks. Um, mm. But it's on Netflix, so watch it there. It stars uh, what's her name? Katya something. Katya Herbers. Uh, Westworld's Katya Herbers, uh, except looking a little more mom-like because she has four kids in the show. Uh, mm. Also starring uh, Luke Cage's Mike Coulter as okay. uh, as a priest in training. Uh, starring Asif Manvi, who was uh, what's his name, uh, Commander Shao from uh, the uh, the Avatar: The Last Airbender, the live action. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yikes! Uh, no. And and lost that, that M Night Shyamalan movie did not hit my radar. I, it's fine, dude. I've seen it like twice. It, it's not bad. It's fine. It's not yeah. as good as the cartoon, but it's fine. Yeah, of course not. Uh, and then uh, Michael Emerson, 
from Lost. Ah. And that, what was that other show that he was on that I really liked? With the 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 computer AI? Ah, oh, shit. What was the name of that show? That show was so good. Uh, Person of Interest. Did you ever see that? No. <gasps> Are you serious? With Jesus? Yeah, with no. Jesus. Jim Caviezel. No. Oh, no. buddy. No. Dude, no. why not? No, no. Got Amy Acker in it. She's a hottie. Yeah, yeah. She's a hottie. I don't disagree. I just watched uh, just because of Amy Acker, even though she's not. (laughs) She's in like ten minutes of this. Uh, Mm. You you remember the show Dollhouse? Yeah. All right. So I just watched Epitaph uh, one and two. Okay. Um, So Epitaph two is the final episode of the second season. Mm. Um, And then Epitaph one was never on TV. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was only on when they put it on DVD after the show was canceled after season two. Uh, oh, wow. Because Epitaph 1 tells you what happens after the end of season two, even though it's the oh. last episode of season one. Uh, and it, Epitaph 1 and 2 – actually, Epitaph 1 is probably the best episode of that series by far. Uh, but Epitaph 1 and 2 are really good. So I just watched both of those. Um because it basically like you do you remember the premise of the show where they like basically like turn people into like mind controlled slaves <laughs> kind of vaguely vaguely they they like they can they have people that like have some like criminal backgrounds or whatever and they can't they want their record expunged for example and so they can join to be a part of this program and basically like they're Minds get wiped. They wipe their their minds and they put their personalities on hard drives. Um, and then like rich people can like buy or like rent these people with like a personality that they want, right? Or like governments can use them as like spies. So like there's an episode where the main character is implanted with this like Russian prostitute personality. So they can infiltrate the Russian mob and like take the Russian mob down. Um, but something that's just stupid, like some rich guy needs like some hooker to go to like a, a ball with him, and they like rent one of these dolls and they implant them with like their preferred personality, and uh, it's interesting. Anyways, at, at the end of the show, the technology goes kind of haywire, and so you learn this through these two like post. Uh, show episodes where like basically the whole world becomes like zombies uh like they find a way to disseminate the technology just like the airwaves and so is every- this evil or dollhouse this is dollhouse uh okay. i it just i just thought about it because of amy acker because ah, she's in in epitaph one for like 10 minutes uh and i i've always loved amy acker i think she's fantastic <laughs> Uh, but no, Evil. Evil's really good. It's the CBS show. It's uh, 13 episodes, I think. 14 episodes. Okay. And uh, so Mike Coulter is like training to become a Catholic priest. And he like investigates things for the Catholic Church to see if like they need to intervene somehow for like exorcisms and stuff like that. Right? Um. And, like, through one of his investigations, he comes upon Katya Herber's character, who's a psychologist working for uh, 
the the Justice Department as like an advisor. And he's like, I could use somebody like you on the team. Like, come see if you can advise me on this case. And obviously, like, she grew up Catholic, but she doesn't believe anymore. And he's got another guy uh, working with him on the tech side. Um, and uh, they they research this exorcism, and that kind of leads down the path of like every other episode. And I've been watching it for like I don't know three weeks now since they okay. put it on Netflix. And I watched the last episode tonight. And uh, the the cool thing about the show is that like it plays around with all these things. Like, um, what was this? like X Files does this where like it brings you some like supernatural thing, but they always find like some other reason why something's happening, right? Um, so like demon possessions and like all this stuff. It's just like ah, uh, this person has like this kind of disease, or like there's a uh, there's like video of this woman's soul like leaving her body when she dies in the ER, uh, and it turns out that it's like a scrubbed, like an uh, like some kind of ghost image from a previous video that was scrubbed to tape this particular procedure. Um, but as you get deeper and deeper, you start wondering like, there's got to be more than just that going on. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where uh, Michael Emerson's character comes in. Because he's he ends up taking her job as the uh, like expert witness for the court system, the expert psychologist. Um, but he actually gets people that have like some kind of mental issue. Like for example, this one guy that like hates women, and he like grooms them to basically like go on a murder spree and like gun down a groups of people. Uh, like that's like his his therapy, right? Like, oh, you hate women? Like, this is what you need to do to like work through your problem. And like, here's a gun. I'm gonna teach you how to shoot the gun. And like, um, you know, go to this group and like you can shoot everybody there, and then you'll feel better about yourself. Holy cow! Um, and so that's why the show's evil, because this guy like finds ways to control people in order to for them to do like evil things. And so for most of the show, you think like this is basically the only thing that's happening. And and Michael Emerson's character has some kind of like God complex or I guess the opposite, a devil complex. Um, and is doing this thing just to like cause chaos. Um, but as you learn in the final episode, that may not be true. Um, so I don't, I don't want to spoil the last episode, but there is definitely some like at least apparently some very supernatural stuff going on, but it never really plays off that way. In fact, like sometimes they kind of play with it as a joke. Uh, like the conscious character starts having these dreams and in her dream, this uh, demon comes in. It's she's got sleep paralysis. And uh, so she like wakes up in her dream and so she can't move. And she's being like harassed by this demon named George. Um, and so of course, like that's funny, right? A demon named George, like this is BS, right? It's not true. Uh-huh. Um, but as you, as again, as I said, as you get deeper and deeper, you're like, ah, oh, maybe George, like, really is showing up in her dreams, because <laughs> like one of her kids sees George in his in her dreams, um, or like they have shared nightmares, and uh, and the devil does show up. Uh oh. It was kind of cheesy. I was like, ah, they could have done a little better with the costume. You know what I mean? 
because uh, it's kind of like the the stereotypical Baphomet thing, like the the hairy like goat foot guy with the big horns and the goat ah, head. Gotcha. Um, and he he's actually Michael Emerson psychologist. So oh that, boy, I mean, that's kind of funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how many episodes or how many seasons are there of this? Uh, season one just finished, and then season two starts in January. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they CBS got it over to Netflix to try to get more eyes on season two, obviously. I mean, I would assume so, because yeah, nobody so. should get CBS All Access. Hey, come on. <laughs> actually, I did just get rid of it. So Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been thinking about getting it back just so I can catch up on Star Trek. Yeah, it, that would be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And maybe I'll get it once Janeway comes back. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cartoon. I forget about that. And unlike your first experience getting rid of CBS All Access, my experience was about 20 seconds. Oh, nice. Maybe it got better. It definitely it had to have gotten better. It was really, really quick. Yeah, maybe it got better. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you that when you want to cancel it, it'll be simple and easy. Uh, we'll find out. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> we'll find out. But uh, Evil's fantastic. And if you go like on IMTB, like all the episodes are rated like super high. Oh, good. Yeah. They're all like eight and above. Nice. Yes. Evil. Did you check out that uh, Netflix animated movie, that Over the Moon? Uh-uh. No, it's on my queue, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, you and your girl should watch that. Yeah? Yeah, it's the female protagonist is awesome. Actually, really? all the characters are really good. It's very colorful. It's very beautiful. It gave me uh, fantastic uh, emotional response where, where needed. Hmm. It's the movie that I was hoping like Trolls 2 would have been, like Ooh. just a feel good movie. Yeah. But like something with like heart and message and Over the Moon did that. It was really really good and it was very like a great diverse cast, voiceover cast, so told like a cool traditional like fable tale type of thing. It was really it was very well done. Uh I just looked at it and I thought it was a different movie. Ah. Um because the character looks like the main character from Abominable, which we just watched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that? Abominable's awesome. Yeah, I have. That yeah. is really good. Highly recommend. Even if you don't have kids, watch Abominable. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it's I don't really have good. Kids. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and I have a little. Uh, oh God, I was full of <laughs> full of watching TV since we last spoke. The last. <laughs> One of the last things I watched was, um, oh, what the hell was it called? Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank here. It was on um, Amazon Prime, and it was about a card counter Mm. who pretty much got kicked out of Las Vegas. They pretty much banned him. They, like, sent his picture around, Mm -hmm. and it got him banned from all the casinos. Jeez. So then he had to start, um, he rented an RV or bought an RV, traveled around the the U.S., going to like these small casinos and just raking in money. Like after about seven months, I think he brought in about 
a million dollars. Dang. And they show his like on a on the map of the US, they show like the route he took, and they'll show like, oh, here the numbers in red. He lost twenty five hundred dollars. Here it's in black, he made eight hundred. Here it's in red, he lost seven thousand dollars. And mm. then all of a sudden he's up thirteen thousand dollars off of another day. And every day he just goes to multiple casinos and um what what drew me into it was the trailer had a voiceover of the main character and he's talking exactly what I what I just mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. And what he was talking oh, it's called Inside the Edge, the professional blackjack blackjack adventure. Mm-hmm. Or, based, sorry, on, based on a true story? It is. It's okay. a document. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. But they he's doing this voiceover of like the scenario that I just laid out and he's talking about facial recognition, vocal recognition, um, play style, how he has to act around people, how he has to act around the dealer, how he has to like not show his tells and not hold the cards the same way. And mm-hmm. during this entire voiceover for the trailer, cause that's one thing I love about prime show, the ability of a lot of the stuff to show you a trailer or a clip. Yeah. So I'm watching the trailer because you know I love Vegas. You know I love a con, especially <laughs> if it's uh, against a casino. <laughs> so during this trailer, you'll get like little like security footage of him at a table being like accosted by like the pit boss or the owner of the hotel and getting right. kicked out. And while he's doing this voiceover, you see all these characters like close up of the character and you pretty quickly realize this is the dude talking and he recorded this, this little like monologue Mm -hmm. probably about 20 times and they're editing in all of his, him with a hat on him with long hair, him with short hair, him with no hair, him with a mohawk, him with a beard, him with sideburns, him with, and it's just him shaving his hair or wearing a wig and wearing a hat and trying to like glasses and trying to anything to like stop the facial recognition program to discover, Oh, this is who he is because he's in this Bible that's being that, that is pictures of card counters um, that, that gets circulated around every casino gets like all these photographs of people that do this. Mm-hmm. So there's other card counters that are talking about this dude and all of these guys who have written books about blackjack talking about this dude. And also like the old school people talking about what would happen like, Oh yeah, they'd bring you to a back room and break your leg. Jesus. <laughs> and and the, the guy that, you know, the, the main character who brings you through his journey throughout us, he, they break down like, yeah, they can ask you for an ID, but legally you don't have to give it to them. Right. And they can throw you out, but before they throw you out, they have to cash your chips. And there's one place that threw him out, wouldn't cash his chips. And he, all he did, he walked outside of their property, called the police. The police came. He explained exactly what happened. (laughs) And the police is like, and then two minutes later, the police marched me back in there, stood with the pit boss, while he, while I got my chips and told the pit boss exactly how the law breaks down. 
Dang. And it's so fascinating. And it's just Wait, like, even though he was cheating? He wasn't cheating. Oh. Cheating is not counting cards. Oh, I see. They just didn't like They kicked him out because he was counting cards. Yes. He oh. has that mathematical brain. But the cool thing about it is there is counting involved, but he breaks down his system. And I think this is where you would like it. He breaks down his system into if the cards are these numbers and the dealer shows this number, this is what I have to do with the car, the next card. Mm. And it's all on this like Excel spreadsheet that the movie goes through. (laughs) And it's one of those things that's like, it's really cool how it's all broken out. Like it's way above like my comprehension, but it's interesting for him to be like, yeah. And the dealer is showing this combination of cards. Well, I already know these two cards were burned previously. So all of a sudden it looks like I should be hitting on 13 but the math checks out that I should be holding because the dealer's going to bust. And sure, mm. as sure as shit, he does bust. Huh. It's fascinating. It's just like, so all of a sudden, like all of these like math equations is running through his head. He's also like doing probably two or three hands at the same time. Right. And paying attention to like, it's so interesting because he'll, he'll be like shuffle. He'll, when they shuffle whatever it is, the six or eight decks that go into the like shoe, he'll notice like at one casino, the person wasn't shuffling all of them correctly. So he could sort of figure out that, Oh, between my hit. And it's like, shit, I could never remember this, but he could figure out like, Oh, I had all these face cards on my three um, sets of cards that I just played as well as the dealer had the two aces that appeared on his deck. Well, these cards, since this person isn't shuffling correctly, they're back. Like he sort of could figure out where they ended up in the shoe. And I guess, see, I don't play blackjack, but I guess once the shoe is done, what they do is present the shoe to the people that are playing blackjack before starting a brand new shoe. Right. And, the person takes like this, like clear plexiglass sticks it into the shoe. And that's where like, they'll cut the entire shoe and start. So he could sort of like, and th- like I said, this is a math brain that I do not have, <laughs> but almost like he kept track of these four hands that the dealer and he was playing. And you could fi- sort of figure out those are about a hundred cards from the back of the shoe. So if I cut the deck at 120 and I remember the four hands that were before this really good hand, Mm -hmm. then he could like low bid min bid leading. And when he cuts the deck, he's like, okay, I have like 10 cards to play with. As soon as I see this three of clubs, I know that's where this really good hand starts building so he min bids all the way until he sees the three. And then that's when he just maxes out and he rakes in all this money. And it's insane. Like he's like, yeah, I won $10,000 in a, in a span of about eight minutes. And Dang. then I won. it's insane, but it's so cool. Like there's so much math involved in it as well as trying to trick people, hide his appearance. It's just, it's such a great little like, 
trying to get one up on the house, which is really interesting. And his father, I, I was always, I'm always fascinated. Like how, how does somebody become this? Like, is your dad <laughs> this rocket scientist? So you just have a bath brain. And sure enough, his dad was like a world renowned uh, backgammon player. Hmm. So he also did cards as well as backgammon, and both of them go on the road for a certain portion of time, and I guess they both try to one-up each other. Mm -hmm. And there's a competition there, but they said, both of them, like, talking in the RV to the camera, both of them were like, yeah, but as soon as we go into the casino, we're not against each other. We have to beat the house. So both of them just start playing with each other and like giving each other signals, like how to take down the house. Huh? It's fascinating. And that I was can... a really, really good thing on Amazon prime. Highly recommend. Give me the name of this again. I will. I had to look it up. <laughs> um, inside the edge, a inside professional blackjack adventure. Just watch the trailer. The gotcha. trailer was fascinating enough for me. All right. I'm putting this on my queue so I can watch it. Yeah, that that was probably one of the best things I've seen on Amazon in a while. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that was really, really good. Nick, you should have told me. We could have had a watch party. What is this? Uh, watch party? Who wouldn't what? want to do that? What's watch party? Oh, you can, like, chat as you watch it. <laughs> yeah, you know that scene from when Harry met Sally when they're both watching the same film? <laughs> that but it's like we're watching it you know it's synced up on each other's ugh, yeah terrible. i see <laughs> i want to throw out one other documentary that i watched on hbo yeah to and you being a i know you're not plugged in with sports all that much not but really. you're plugged in with new york yes kind of one of the one of the like radio sports casters uh carl carlton carl carton sure god i'm trying to think oh boy um craig carton does that ring a bell nope he's like a shaved head dude he did uh sports radio with boomer esiason okay yeah yeah, yeah. i got tuned i got turned on to him because he did they did like their radio show on uh cbs sports and he's one of those loudmouth sports dudes. And I followed him over to Spike TV. He had like, God, uh, uh, mixed martial arts, like sort of a review talking head show of like guys to watch out for in mis- mixed martial arts that was on Spike for a year. Hmm. So I sort of got introduced to him that way. Pretty smart dude. And then he just sort of fell off the face of the earth. Well, I was flipping through HBO. And I saw this um, documentary called Wild Card, The Downfall of a Radio Loudmouth. And it's based on him. And I always was wondering, like, where the hell did this guy go? Did he just die? Like, literally, he fell off the face of the earth, even though he was like, I'm sure he was like uber popular. So but I just he was, you know, out of New York. And guess what? In Chicago stuff could happen to radio DJs other than Howard Stern. I probably would never hear anything nationally (laughs) about him. Right. So I just assumed, you know, Oh, he must've went to Pittsburgh or somewhere, but he just fell off the face of the earth. Well, it comes down to, he became a gigantic, 
gigantic gambling addict. And he started to do pyramid schemes that would, he would take money from investors because he owned this like Netflix secondary uh, ticket company mm -hmm. where they would go to Netflix and buy like all the primo tickets right, and right, right. secondary market yep. for people who might not know. Um, well, I, I like, I'm watching this documentary and I'm like, did he get back? Like, did he get nailed for tax evasion? Did, did somebody shoot him? Like, oh, Jesus. like there was, there was some CD ass shit he was doing. No kidding. And he was talking about, but they're interviewing him. So, you know, they're talking about jail right off the bat, but they don't explain why he went to jail at the beginning. So I'm like, okay, he's not dead. Obviously, he fell off the face of the earth because he went to jail, but I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And then they're talking about this CD secondary ticket master type thing. And I'm like, did he do tax evasion? Is that why he's in jail? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this stuff out. And then he starts talking about his gambling addiction. Well, his show would, you know, it's morning drive time. So his show would start at like six in the morning till whenever, 10. Right. And he's like, yeah, at 10 o'clock, I would leave New York and I would go to Atlantic City and I would start gambling until, you know, midnight, one o'clock, then drive my butt back two hours to New York and fall asleep for a couple hours or just go straight into work. And then he goes, then I discovered I would be waking myself up at 10 o'clock at night and take a helicopter that's how like popular they were or that's how much money he's spending at these casinos in atlantic city and i would fly to atlantic city in this helicopter gamble and i knew he's like this is what's insane he's so regimented of like this is my job so i have to leave atlantic city in this helicopter at whatever an hour and 10 minutes before my show starts knowing i have to get to this show and it takes an hour and five minutes and he would just go straight in there. But he was constantly like at the blackjack tables, just gamble, gamble, gamble. And what he was doing with the tickets, uh, he would get investors and they would invest money for these uh, tickets. And he would take money off from the tickets. And instead of buying the tickets that day, he would go gamble the money and then buy the tickets like two days later. So that's how they got him because he was using that money personally, even though he was putting money back in. It wasn't one of those like scumbag documentaries. It's like, obviously he blew billions of investor money. No, he always put that money. Like he always made money gambling and he would put it back in, but it was one of those pyramid schemes that like, well, he needs that initial money to be able to gamble so he can put that money back in. <laughs> it was crazy oh man that that's like wow. when uh that's like when politicians ask for money for their legal defense funds but they're actually pocketing uh any donations under eight thousand dollars who would do that who would do that never Wait heard of it <laughs> uh that's actually pretty interesting though everybody's running a scam man what uh what was this called Ooh, i just had it Man, you you got you bringing the heat. I like this, dude. I was watching so much stuff. Yeah, uh, wild card. The wild card for Radio Loudmouth. 
Is this also on Prime? Ah, there no, it is. No, that was on HBO. Wild card. Well, there it is. Add to it, watch list. Dude, it was fascinating. Because honestly, I thought the guy had, maybe he was shot for gambling debt. But there is a like cool redemption story to it. But the guy is smart as hell. And there's so many there's so many twists and turns. I don't want to ruin anything for of it. Mm-hmm. But there's at least three bullet points I didn't share that absolutely was like. At first, I felt bad. Like I didn't feel bad for the guy because I'm like, you sort of did this to yourself. <laughs> but then there's a couple bullet points that he shares like midway through, sure. and you really feel for him. And it's like. Well, now I see why he's out there gambling, how his life is just spiraling because of X, Y, Z. Like, how could it not? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, highly recommend. But, I mean, really, the Blackjack, that was the one that was just like, damn, that was good. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch that one first because that sounds great. But this this wildcard one sounds sounds really good, too. Oh, I think you'll be fascinated by it because the guy, he... He really is like Morton Downey Jr. for sports radio, but he knew his shit. That's the thing. Like the way he like complained about local sports teams and made fun of them. It was like, well, there is a bit of truth there, <laughs> but he would just say it. Like, obviously he sparked a nerve. He, he, he was very stern, like in his approach. Mm-mm-mm. But when he got busted, uh, I will say, like, one of his last, one of the first calls he made was to Boomer Esiason mm-hmm. to sort of explain it. And you could just tell, because they interviewed everyone. Everybody that was involved in that, they interviewed, which was fascinating. And Boomer Esiason, you could tell, like, because they, since it was on CBS um, talk on, like, every. Every episode's like every show was being shown on CBS Sports Network. Right. So they had when he got busted by the FBI, uh, when he was leaving his house, he got busted at like, I don't know, 450 in the morning. And then they talked to the producers because the wife called and said, oh, yeah, Craig can't make it in today. So while the FBI's talking to him, they actually show the CBS Sports Network program of that day. The producer is filling in for Craig and Boomer Esiason's like, I don't know where my co-host is, have no clue. Oh, and then like three hours later, reporters catch on to exactly like, oh, he got busted by the FBI. But, you know, they don't have anything. But it started to leak out. And then you hear like Boomer Esiason's like, oh, breaking news and they don't want me to talk about this, but I guess my partner just got busted for the FBI. More details to come. Huh. Like everyone at that sports rate. And I totally believe them. Everybody in that sports uh, radio station had no clue how like deep his addiction hole went. Like to the point where he knew he was so addicted before getting arrested like he couldn't figure out how to like get out of it that he's at the ski lodge and his wife, his wife is down the hill and he's taking one of the like ski lifts down the hill. Mm -hmm. And he's thinking to himself, I should just jump. Like 
I, I could stop all this. I, I like, like it's one of those like addictive behaviors. That's like, he's the rat in the cage and he doesn't know how to stop running on the like ball. Yeah. 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 And he's like, I could just jump. I could stop all this. I, I could, I could just relieve myself of this. And he said, then I picked up my phone and I called the first person that was in my contact list. And it was uh, like one of his old producers. And he's like, look, I'm ready to jump off the ski lift. I'm ready just to stop. And the producer talked him down that at the end of the ski lift, he's like, okay, well, I'm in a much better headspace. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. I'll call you next week. But it's like, damn, that was like such a personal, like cutting story. I don't know how much of how personal I would get talking to like a film crew, but it was fascinating to have like the producer talking about his side of the story, getting that call. Well, I'm sure they paid him, right? Yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, how open can you like, damn, like, wow. I mean, he already, he he already went to jail. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) But I will say for Craig Carlton, like he said right out of the gate, like three minutes into it, he goes, this is my story. He goes, you're not going to hear from my wife or my kids Mm. because this is my story. Those are the only people that weren't interviewed. Everyone else was pretty much interviewed. Right. It's like, damn, like, wow. Like, like I said, this show got real at like two or three points that I was just like, I was so taken back by. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. No, that's good. I, uh, I also watch a documentary. Oh, do tell. Actually, it's not a documentary. I lied. But it feels like one. Uh, I watched uh, Netflix original series, To the Lake. To the Lake. To the Lake. It's a, it's a Russian show. Ooh. Ooh. So it's subtitled. It's going to be in, in the Ruski. Okay. Um, it's about... It's a, it's a No, it's a series. Oh, okay. It's short, too. It's, it's like uh, six or eight episodes. Hmm. Um, but I think they're going to be doing a second season. I mean, they have to the way that it ended. Hmm. Um, but uh, but it feels like a documentary, Nick, because uh, because the show begins with uh, this this flu like virus uh, that people are catching in Russia, and uh, people on TV saying that it's fake news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But guess what? It's not fake news because people start dying from this flu-like virus. And, Can uh, I answer your question previously? <laughs> sure. I'm fascinated now that you said it looks like a documentary, so I looked it up. Uh-huh. Uh, it's already been renewed for a second season. Good. It's already been written, but because of Corona, it That's can't hilarious. Be, yeah, it, it can't start. It, the shooting hasn't uh, begun and it won't begin until 2021. That's hilarious. Well, you know, in Russia, they have a vaccine, so everything's fine. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah, good. everything's fine. Okay. Uh, but it's very good. So the first 30 minutes or so are kind of slow. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're setting up all the characters, right? Sure. And, uh, and like, everyone seems totally normal. But, uh, you know, in some respects, this is why I really like the show. Like, mm-hmm. once you get past the first episode, everything goes, like, pretty quick on every episode. Um, so it's not a very long watch, but uh, but you have to like get through that setup. Uh, but what I find really interesting is I realized 
after finishing this the series why I liked it so much. Because the way that the plot plays out, uh, you've never seen 28 Days Later, for example. Um, but, you know, 28 Days Later was like groundbreaking zombie movie. Yeah. Okay. Like, granted, it, it brought the fast zombies into popular culture, which is garbage. But aside from that. Um, still, it turned it on its head with the fast zombies well sure but but the thing is that like it was more like a psychological thriller because it's the thing that i always talk about that i really like about zombie movies uh the the really good ones and that they they play with human psychology and how like this crazy stuff happening in the world brings out like who people really are right yeah it's a reflection on society yeah so like everyone seems like super proper and stuff and everyone like holds doors for each other and stuff when everything's cool but then like when everything goes to shit like you leave your wife behind because like you know what i mean like you're smashing your it's cannon fodder you're trying to close the door so fast you're smashing off people's fingers yeah as they're trying to get in yeah precisely precisely um which of course like says a lot about people, you know what I mean? Because like that's that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really yeah. what happens. Um, so so the show actually like really develops these characters in that way. Um, and like well, the character, I I need to know right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I looked up the show. Wikipedia is calling it a thriller. Okay. It's also mentioned that I've read that an epidemic. Hmm. Is this a zombie show? It is not. Okay, so is it more of like a disease type show? Yes, yes. Interesting. Okay, I might be on board for this. Yeah, you should watch it. It's not a. Uh, it's not gory. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, like, there's scenes of like people getting like shot in the firing line, but you don't see it. Sure, sure. Um, like and was there any? St- there's not like any like sex stuff. I mean, like, there's some boob and stuff, but, like, yeah. nothing super sexy. So, like, I mean, you can't watch it with little kids. But, Is it uh, cool that, since it's Russian, you don't know anyone? Yeah. So th- so these people could be, like, the biggest actors in Russia, but since you're I not... I would have no that, idea. Really, yeah, they're just really, really good. Yeah, I would have no idea. It's like watching The Bridge when I first watched Oh, yeah, the- there you go. The original bridge i was like dang these guys are so good and then you realize oh that's because they're really good actors i just <laughs> don't know them. well even when i watched the the, the american remake it was it was american right it was a british whatever yeah. whatever the remake was no uh, it was american it was american right even when i watched that i didn't recognize a lot of people there yeah i know well there, there were a couple people that like if you're a religious uh, fx watcher you're familiar oh well yeah 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 yeah, because FX does like HBO does. Definitely. Yep. Uh, but no, yeah, no, it's really good. I want to know more about this epidemic thing. Yeah, so so it starts off. I mean, dude, it starts off just like coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like a couple of people have it here and there, and like everyone's saying, "Oh, like it's fine. It's just like a new flu. Like nobody's dying. Everything's fine." Um, Burn out the summer. No yeah, worries. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be fine. Um, but like, there's there's a lot going on, and then like when you get to the the end of the last episode, you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> um, because there's obviously like a lot more than just a pandemic going on, okay? Um, 
and, and like you kind of you learn some of this like maybe halfway through but then like with that last episode you're like okay now um so like you have this pandemic that hits russia and like every everyone's fine like at first um and it, it's it's in moscow and it deals with these two families um so there's uh this guy and his wife and her kid um they're recently married um and he has kind of a strained relationship with his ex-wife uh, and they have a kid together their kids like small like five years old mm. um and then his new wife's son is i mean high school age i would assume uh that seems probably about right and he's got it, it's not down syndrome he's he's kind of like a rain man type sure okay um and then their neighbors uh who's like this rich russian guy uh big old fat guy uh who's recently married to this stripper uh and she's pregnant with his kid and then he's got a shit relationship with his daughter uh who like he bails out of jail in like the first episode okay hmm. and uh and so you meet these people like they have dinner together and like the guy and his stripper wife seem like total a-holes right like rich like pretentious people uh and so obviously they don't get along too well with in particular the other guy's wife uh, who's a shrink um she's like i don't ever want to go over there anymore blah blah um because like you know the guy throws out jokes but they're like in poor taste because like he thinks it's funny but like he's basically making fun of people you know what i mean like there's even mm-hmm. jokes about like the kids whatever his condition is i can't remember exactly um but like things start going a little crazy on tv so like the guy has to go and get his kid because the the school that his kid goes to is on lockdown um and like the military showing up to places and like <laughs> hosing people down with this like white foam Wow. Um, yeah, and then like hospitalizing them, and then you get like little like news breaks on TV or whatever uh, about this, like. Is this show too close to real? Because it seems like it's only a half a step from where we are right now, or where we were in. In July. like in, in yeah, like early in the pandemic. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like a half step from that. Wow. Yeah, yeah it yeah. sounds so relevant. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure that's cool uh but see the cool thing is that like the pandemic is used for you to get to know all these characters sure um so as the show goes like they end up getting out of moscow uh these two families together get out of moscow and uh like you get some scenes that are like straight out of zombie movies right where they're like they run out of gas so they go to the gas station and there's just like a hundred cars at the gas station trying to get gas, but there's no gas to get, right? Because they ran out of gas. And, like, people shoot each other because, uh, like, they're trying to get gas, so, like, they're stealing each other's cars. Yeah, of course. Um, like, normal shit that would happen when, like, you don't have resources, right? Like, there's no food because it's all been looted and, like, there's no gas or anything like that. Um, but as the series goes on, you learn about, a lot about these characters. So as it turns out, uh, the main guy and his wife, the one that they have a little kid together, um, they were having like marital problems. And so he wanted to go to counseling. And uh, so he shows up at the counseling session and she's not there. And his new wife is the, is the counselor. And 
like through this relationship they end up like having sex together and she plants the condom wrapper in the dude's jacket and the wife finds it and that's why they end up getting divorced and and of course the weird thing is that like there's a lot of tension because they're all like escaping this pandemic together right yeah that's dark though yeah yeah, it's very well it gets darker um well yeah (laughs) and i don't i mean i don't want to spoil a lot of the show because like it's really good but i'm I'm still gonna bring out some of the stuff um like the rich guy uh, is it really did it seem like they spent a lot of money on shooting stuff like in various locations or is it a lot of like shot in like small confined room type like well how was the budget it, it's a it i mean it's a little bit of both it, it, okay. it's not it's not low quality at all gotcha, gotcha uh like gotcha. the the film quality is good the you know the lighting and the cinematography and all that's really good uh i mean the, like there is stuff inside houses and inside offices and like at the school um there's a lot of stuff being shot like on the road right because they're escaping moscow Mm-hmm. Um, and then like they meet people on the way where like stuff happens in those particular sets um, and, and this is like as you start learning more about these people and it turns out like the rich asshole dude um, is like not really an asshole right like he's just trying to impress people um, mm-hmm. there is, the reason him and his daughter don't get along is because um, his wife was dying she was in a coma and like they don't really say for how long but i would assume long enough where like he decides to pull the plug on her Mm. and the daughter like hates him because of this decision it represents Uh, him for it yeah and then it doesn't help that like after this happens he goes to a strip club not to like see the strippers but to get drunk um and uh and the stripper is actually already pregnant but she sees this like lonely rich guy and sleeps with him in order to make him think that like the baby's his. Wow. You know what I mean? So like there's a lot of like crazy shit that people do to like get out of situations uh that end up having like serious repercussions later on. Sheesh. Um so like it's very real in that in that way. Um what's that show that my wife likes? Man, I wish I remembered. Oh well. Um, but uh, but it deals a lot with these like family relationships and uh, and how it all goes downhill when you're put under a lot of social pressure. Oh. Um, but yeah, so as you get along, like you learn more about the virus and like the virus is spreading like super fast. Um, military is showing up and like like I said, like hosing people down with this foam. But then, like, oh. at some at one point, like, they just don't even do that anymore. They just, like, anybody that's infected, they just shoot them on sight. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so you get, like, firing lines of people. Um, But then there's, like, you hear, like, this news report. I can't remember if it's on the radio or the TV uh, about how, like, uh, this, like, military that's doing this is actually not part of the Russian military. It's some, like, coup that has happened. Ooh. Um, and so like there's military groups going like house to house pretending to like check on people for whatever this virus is and they like tie them up just to like rob them like take the jewelry or whatever you know what I mean 
Uh, so you get situations like that going on. So in that regard, and it's very similar to some of the stuff that happens 28 days later. Um, because there is like this military group in that movie that does something similar to this. And uh, so, yeah, basically they're trying to go out like really far into the country because the, the main guy's dad, um, like at one point he basically went out to like live in the wilderness uh, for like years and he had found this like um, houseboat on a lake, like super remotely in like Siberia somewhere, I guess. Um, and they're like, we should just go there. Like nobody knows about this. Like there's nothing within like hundreds of miles of this place. Mm-hmm. And so like you're following the journey of them getting to this houseboat. Um, and even like at the houseboat, weird stuff happens because like they the two families end up getting separated. Um. And the the special ed kid like goes and tries to help the other family because um he's got what whatever he's got like he he can't feel emotion and like form attachments mm-hmm. um but for some reason like he's kind of fallen in love with the the rich guy's daughter um and like they end up getting married or whatever <laughs> it's it's like this whole weird scene. Where they like wow. they come upon this like Greek, uh, not Greek, Russian Orthodox uh, monastery, and uh, like they get married there. Uh, it was kind of random, but but it was cool. Like it was sweet. And uh, and then when it ends, you see a bunch of military people, except they're not Russian. Uh, so it almost ends like uh, oh god, what was that movie? Red. Man, I was gonna say Red Faction. Actually, isn't that the plot of Red Faction too? The video game. What's what's the I, one? I have no clue. All I remember is using the hammer to break apart stuff. That's all I remember. What is the damn name of that movie? Um, one of the was it Thor that was in the remake? Oh my god, what's his name? What's Thor's name? Helmsworth. The, yeah, the actor. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe Helmsworth. maybe it was his brother. God, what's the name of that damn movie? Helms. Let, let me look this up. I'm pretty sure it's one of the Helmsworths. Okay. Uh oh my God, there's so many Helmsworths. What's his first name? Chris. Chris Helmsworth. There he is. Uh, let's let's find out. What's the name of this movie? Red something. I want to find the name of this movie before I explain this. Oh. Um, because. You mean Miley Cyrus's ex? Red Dawn. That's what I just said. Did you? Well, I didn't say the remake. I was talking about the original. Well, the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I was that thinking was more of a Russian invasion thing. Uh, yeah, I think in the original it was Russians. In the remake, it was Koreans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds right. Um. Anyway, so spoiler alert. Uh, there may be some of that going on in the show. Oh, those Koreans. So, so the, I don't, it's not Koreans. Oh. Um, so the, the pandemic is real, but it may have been like a way to like destabilize the government for a foreign invasion. Are you going to tell me that the, uh, foam that was being sprayed on people was the thing that was spreading it? Maybe I don't know. They didn't really go into that. Okay, I just I got a feeling of like, wait, did the government spread the? Come on, <laughs> like no. 
Oh, yeah, it's like, it's definitely like somebody unleashed this virus on purpose. Wow. And if not, then like somebody just took like super hard advantage of the situation. You know what I mean? Doesn't it drive you nuts that you might have to wait till like late 2021 to get season two? <laughs> Man, not really. There's so much to watch. That's true. I just love when I when I binge something, I just want more and more and more. Yeah, but I, I can guess see that's that. the whole point. You don't you don't want it to end, but yeah, it has to end. I could see that. But uh, yeah, to the lake, it's freaking awesome, dude. I loved it. How did you trip on it? Because that name alone wouldn't be like, what does this mean? Well, I mean, like it was one of those like spotlight things when you open up Netflix, right? Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. But but you're right because the first couple times I saw it, I kind of skipped it. Gotcha. Um, it was like to the lake. That sounds dumb. Let me find something else. And then <laughs> is find that a Hallmark some... Channel movie. What the hell is that? <laughs> um. But uh, but then I was like, all right, fine, let me see what it is. And I, I read the description. I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Uh, but I didn't watch it. And then finally I was like, oh, what do I watch? What do I watch? And I was like, oh, that's the Lake thing. And uh, and I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. And I started watching the show and I was like, this is fucking awesome. I should have been watching this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's really good. Highly recommended. Yeah, to the Lake. Really mm-hmm. I might have to check that out. But again, you're going you're gonna to be reading subtitles. That's all right. I don't mind. Subtitles do not scare me. Good. Good. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. For some people, it might seem... No, you know what? I don't really want to say that. I was going to say it might seem a little Walking deadish to some people. But number one, there's no zombies. And number two, it's not, like, dragging slow. You know what I mean? Like, shit actually happens in the show. That's good. Yeah. That sounds really good. It's very good. Highly recommended. Um, I actually I have another subtitled recommendation. Bring it. Uh, which I've I've seen this movie before, but I was flipping oh. and I was like, oh, that one I gotta watch it again. It's been so <laughs> long. Uh, I know a lot of people hate time travel movies. Not no one on on the podcast that you're listening to. Well, right I now. know, I know, but I know some of the listeners don't like time travel movies. Is Limit. this a is this a uh, where's this being streamed? Uh, this you... is on Amazon Prime, I think. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you probably hate time travel movies because you've never seen this movie. Mm. Okay, let me say this: if you are right, if you hate time travel movies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are two movies that you need to watch. Mm. Those movies are not Bill and Ted. Oh. Okay. The first one you should watch is Primer. Mm. Small indie film. Fantastic. I think it's a British movie. It might be American. I don't know. But it's a small indie movie. Okay. Uh, and it's like it's very low budget, uh, but it's really fucking good. Okay, okay. And then the second one is Time Crimes, which is the movie that I just watched for the second time. Uh, it's uh, a Spanish movie from Spain. Uh-huh. So... Uh, you can practice your Spanish, or you can turn on the subtitles. Nice. And uh, it's it's so freaking good. It's one of my favorite time travel movies ever. Uh, it kicks off like pretty normal. It's like a this, I don't know, fifty-ish year old man and his wife. Uh, they've like they've moved out of the city, out into the country, and they have this like nice house with nice property or whatever. And like they're just moving in, so like there's still boxes to unpack and like. 
the house is being remodeled. So like this crap everywhere. Um, and like they're just chit chatting at the start of the movie, right? Like she's gardening and he's like bringing crap in from his car, and he like goes to sit in his backyard and gets his binoculars out and he looks out into the woods and uh, and sees this woman out behind one of the bushes and he's like that's weird so he's like watching this woman and she like starts taking her shirt off um and they're very nice by the way let me just say that uh-huh. um he's like what the hell so he like starts investigating and then he sees the woman like lying on this rock and he's like that's so weird so he like goes out there and starts searching and uh and he gets attacked by this like man with a bandaged face and uh like he stabs him in the arm with with a pair of scissors he's like what the hell like his wife's gone now she's gone like grocery shopping or something um and so like he's being chased by this guy and ends up going to this like facility out in the woods behind this property um and there's nobody there but like one guy and uh he's he's like i'm being chased by this guy blah blah blah. he's like oh yeah get get in the in this machine and uh and i'll just tell him to go away when he comes in so like the guy gets into this like giant bathtub and uh like this lid closes over it and then like he gets out and he walks outside and they like start having conversations and it's up on this hilltop right and he looks down from the hilltop and he sees himself at his house bringing the stuff out of his car and like talking to his wife and uh he's like what the fuck what's what the hell's going on who's that guy at my house um so he starts to investigate and uh through investigating like shit goes downhill um and i I can't get like too deep into the plot because i'm gonna spoil it um but uh but he 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 is meeting himself uh in this in this movie a couple of times and like even though the movie progresses forward in time um the action happens backwards in time like uh, what's that movie memento you know how in memento the guy loses his memory and he has to like backtrack to the whole story right uh kind of like that because like this guy's traveling back in time like an hour or something uh whenever he gets into the machine and uh so there's there's multiple versions of him and you end up towards the latter part of the movie the main character is no longer the guy that you met at the beginning it's like this third iteration of himself um and like because he's gone through this process a couple times he finds a way to like undo the bad stuff that's happened um even though like he can't undo it because like he's stuck in this loop but he finds a way to get out of the loop um and it's like it's really really cleverly done the way that he gets out of the loop um kind of sad because like people still get killed spoilers um but he manages to get out of the loop even though like there's the insinuation at the end of the movie is that even though he's out of the loop this loop still exists so there's always going to be like a version of himself going back in time witnessing himself following himself like stabbing himself um and like all this crazy stuff happening but it's it's really freaking good time crimes wow Mm -hmm. i like i like a butterfly effect type of movie yeah and it's really clever and there's you know there's only four four actors in the movie 
Uh, so, so the main actor and the scientist guy, and then the main guy and his wife, and then this like woman that's like showing up behind the bush. Um, but the cool thing is like the stuff that you see, you see like how it got to that place as he progresses forward in time. Mm-hmm. But because like he's going back in time, it like makes it extra cool when you like see how these pieces start fitting together. That's neat. Yeah. I gotta check these out. You got some good recommendations. Dude, I'm telling you. Time Crimes, the best. So you just tripped on it in Prime and you're like, I gotta watch that again. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, when they show you like that, what is it? Like, watch it again or something like that, right? Or since you watched that, you might like this. Yeah, maybe something like that. And it showed up on there. I was like, Time Crimes, that sounds familiar. And, uh, and I popped it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. You're like, I remember this topless woman. Yeah. This is good. Oh, I do remember that topless woman. Oh, my. I mean, she's good looking, but uh, but I do remember the topless part. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You I know, like well, well-formed. Well-formed. Oh, gosh, too much information. Yeah. Not, like, huge. Not big. But, <laughs> okay, but, all right. But all very right. shapely. Easy there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm trying to think, man. I've seen a bunch of stuff. Oh, I we did watch last night um, Bloomhouse original Amazon production, The Lie. It was good. Oh, good. Except we, we <laughs> my wife and I were laughing the entire movie. Oh, um, which I don't think is the intention. Uh, yeah. But it's one of those things where, like, um, if you if you made like if you sat and thought about your actions for like one second mm-hmm. instead of just acting uh, to like protect your kid. Mm-hmm. And not thinking about like how this will play out, uh, like shit gets worse. Mm. And like that's really the the central message behind the lie. Um, I'll, I'll give you a brief synopsis. So the, the parents are separated; they're they're divorced. Um, mm-hmm. Like he's got like a midlife crisis, so he's like in a band, and like his girlfriend's a member of the band, and uh, the wife is um, a corporate lawyer. So she's like got a bunch of money and she's got a boyfriend who's about to move in and he's obviously got a bunch of money too. And and the kid lives with her. And so during this long weekend during the, the, the during December, uh she, the girl is scheduled to go to a ballet camp, okay, for for the weekend. And so she takes the daughter to the dad, and the dad's going to take her to the camp because he lives closer, uh, and the woman's got to work. Um, so they start going out to camp, and on the way there, they see, like, her best friend, like, her only friend, uh, at a bus stop. She's like, what are you doing at the bus stop? He's like, oh, me and my dad get into a fight, and, like, he just gave me money to take the bus. So she's like, well, we'll take you to the camp. So they get in there. And then, like, halfway to get into the camp, the girls got to pee, so they get out of the car, and, like, they go kind of far off into the woods, and the dad's like, where the hell are they? So he goes to look for them, then he hears a scream, 
And when he gets to where the girl is, she's like sitting up on this bridge and she's like, I pushed her. I pushed her. Um, it's like there's this whole weird interaction where like her best friend is flirting with her dad. Um, uh-huh. So like you're made to feel like this girl uh, has some problem with this with her friend because she's flirting with dad and like she kills her. Right. The uh, daughter kills her. Yeah. The daughter kills her best friend. Gotcha. Uh, spoiler alert: That's not the, the that's not the lie. No. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you what the lie is because then that'll no. spoil the movie. Darn it. Uh, okay. you, I mean, you, I think you might actually enjoy it. Um, okay. Like it's it's not slow, but uh, but like it takes its time telling the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you you'll know what I mean if you watch it. What I'm talking about in terms of like if you just thought for a second, uh, you wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like they, so he comes back to the city instead of taking her to the camp, and he goes to talk to his ex-wife. He's like, "We gotta talk." He's like, "Did she talk you out of going to the ballet camp?" Blah blah. blah. Like, what the hell? So they start arguing. He's like, "No, you don't get it. We have to talk." And she's like, she just thinks something else is going on, right? Mm. Um, but then like they end up going to their house, and the daughter's in the bathtub, and. The daughter tells the mom what happened, and the dad's like, "I was trying to tell you," and she's like, "What the hell do we do?" Because now, like, their kid's a killer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so they start doing things to cover up for, her, and uh, like they, the the other girl's dad comes over and like tries to find out where his kid is because like nobody's seen her, and they're like, "Oh, we have no idea. Like, we didn't see her or anything like that." Um, but like all along the way, they do stupid stuff, like. The guy, the dad went to look for the friend in this like river, frozen river, and couldn't find the girl, but found her wallet with her phone, and he ends up like leaving it in the car, and it was still on. So they like try to frame the dad as saying that like he was abusing his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cops start investigating. They're like, "Well, we got a ping from the phone, and it was downtown. Like, doesn't your husband live downtown?" Um, so they end up like. breking into the dude's property and like planting the phone in the backyard (laughs) you know what i mean like wow stupid shit like that um yeah it's it's interesting it was good i mean it's not like a great movie so it's Uh, like one deceitful act trying to like cover up another deceitful act and it just sort of spirals yeah it just like like lies do it just goes downhill from there yeah uh and then at the end you're like and I even told my wife, I was like, I bet you this is what happens. Oh, no, you're a good guesser, too. And sure as shit. <laughs> ah, rats. Uh, like, they're in their garage, which that was a stupid thing, too. Like, um, the the parents, uh, like, obviously, the, the, the other girl's dad knows something's going on, right? Because, like, they're avoiding him. They won't answer his calls. Um, mm. They won't let him talk to the the daughter to see like where where his daughter is um like she's like the mom's like oh yeah she she's not feeling well she's at the doctor uh her dad took her there and then like the dad comes out he's like what's going on he's like oh Uh-oh. the dad's here like so are you guys back or like you left her at the doctor he's like oh yeah no we had to leave her there because she's running tests and then like the daughter walks out you know what i mean he's <laughs> like oh so like what the hell's going on where's where's Brittany? And um, so the, the dad, like, suspects something, right? And so they're like, oh, well, we should tell the cops that, like, 
he's abusive and like you know make it seem like maybe the dad killed his own daughter mm-hmm. and but it turned because he threatened to call the, the police on him sure uh so they do this and and uh the cops are like well he never filed a missing persons report um so like it, that doesn't work out very well either and so he ends up like following him around and they they get like he's like you know where my daughter is and the dad like punches the dude in the face and like tries to drown him in this in this river and the wife's like no no no, leave him alone so they leave and then like the dad comes back out and he's like in the middle of the road and she like runs him over okay uh and like basically they don't he's not dead okay but they know that if they leave him alone then his daughter's gonna get implicated so they basically like watch him die after they run him over. Jeez. And and they're like in their garage, right? The girl goes to school. They're in the garage, like wiping the blood off the car. They don't even lock the door because somebody walks in. And I'm like, who is in the garage wiping blood from their car and don't even <laughs> lock the door? You know what I mean? Like these people just don't think about anything. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of strange things that people <laughs> do after stressful situations. Well, that's true, and I mean, like, I get it, right? Like, they're trying to protect their kid. Yeah. Because, um, like, it apparently, like more than one lie has happened in this film. Oh, there's like all kinds of lies. <laughs> exactly. Um, but none of them are the lie. Oh. Um. But but and there's like a little a kind of a sweet aspect to it, so I'm not going to tell you what the actual lie is. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that like their daughter's going along with this whole story because like she wants she's she's kind of suicidal like she's been cutting herself and uh, and she wants her parents to get back together and so like she saw how like everyone was coming together and like the dad's been spending the whole weekend over now uh, oh. in order to like help cover up more lies and so like she doesn't tell them. Uh, the real story about anything what the lie is because mm-hmm. like everything seemed like it was back to normal right like they were all happy like they used to be years ago um except had she told them then all this other crazy shit wouldn't happen boy what what mind frame do you have to be in of like i'm just gonna push somebody off off this bridge or whatever down well, this hill true like oh boy did it happen though? Ah, see, spoilers. <gasps> that's okay. Um, <laughs> did you watch any of the other Amazon Bloomhouse? Uh, no, not yet. I I still want to watch uh, Evil Eye and Black Box. We have those on our queue. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. So I will I will let you know. Yeah. I will let you know. They always have Bloomhouse films. At least they always have a fun premise. <laughs> yes. Not not sure about the execution on a lot of them, but the premise is always interesting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Like um, I mean, you, like if you were to read the one sentence off the movie poster or like the two or three sentences on IMDb, I'm always like, well, that's interesting. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. if I was up if I like that genre, I might watch that cuz that sounds interesting. Which I, there's some that I still need to watch. Like I, I still haven't watched uh, Hereditary. Um, that was in Bloomhouse, though. Is it? I think it I, is. I uh, but know. that's from the same guy that did. Um, oh God, Midsummer, which I know you didn't watch that, right? No. Yeah, no. I, I watched it. It was really good. Uh, but yeah, the, sa- the sure same guy uh, before Midsummer, he did uh, Hereditary. 
Um, yeah, we talked about it. That that trailer alone was enough for me to be like, dang, that looks really good, but hell no for me. Man, I tell you, I don't know. I don't know. I must be, uh, I don't know. Maybe my wife's right. Maybe I am a sociopath. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I was listening to a podcast today, and that this is why I thought about, like, watching Hereditary finally. Because um, oh. my wife and Reagan watched it whenever it first came up streaming. And oh. uh, and I was I was working that day, so I didn't watch it with them. But uh, I was listening to a podcast today, and he was talking about hereditary and like how disturbing, uh, how disturbing it was, and like something about Midsummer and like how disturbing Midsummer was. And I was like, mm-hmm. Midsummer wasn't disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I'll peek behind the curtain a little too much. From I'm just saying, I don't think it was disturbing at all. <laughs> that sounds normal to me. Those well, cults, you know. Yeah, look, here's the thing, Nick. You know about one religious cult, you know about all of them. Well, that's that? true. That's true. But no, the thing is, like, I think uh, it's like what I was talking about with To the Lake, right? I think sometimes we purposely avoid acknowledging that these things exist, right? And so when we see them, we, we're, like, shocked. Right. Um, like, I know you didn't watch Midsummer, but like there's a scene where like one of the cult members basically sacrifices himself. Right. He throws himself off a cliff onto this altar at the bottom where like everyone circled around it. And uh, like, I know that a lot of people were disturbed by that. Right. But I saw it and I was like, OK, yeah, like that makes sense. The cult would do that right? because like this is what they believe in. Um, and so I think about this like a lot where like I think we, we sometimes avoid that these things exist uh maybe because like we don't want them to um but i think it's more realistic to be like this shit happens you know what i mean and, like if you see it like eh, you can be a little weirded out about it um but like you shouldn't be i don't know you're probably the wrong person to talk to about this because yes you you're easily scared uh-huh <laughs> where's andrew shaw I- he might get what i'm talking about <laughs> He's he just got back from Freaky from watching Freaky. So. I saw that. You know, Zoe wants to go see that. Uh, I would love to see it, but yeah, she's like, we should go see that new movie. And I was like, what new movie? She's like, you know, the movie with the guy and the girl. I was like, okay, <laughs> be more specific. Exactly. Uh, she's like, you know, with the killer guy. And I was like, Freaky. She's like, yeah, that's the one. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, it's and like Freaky Friday. Down and, yeah, and, and let her watch Freaky Friday instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's got a she's got a tournament this weekend. So uh, so I'll be at soccer all day Saturday and Sunday. Oh boy, it's gonna start getting cold for you. Uh, yeah, it's been alright. It's been in the sixties. It's been good. Oh, that's all right. Okay. It's my perfect I did, weather. I did, I did get a email. You know, one of those pat emails, um, from AMC letting me know that I can rent one of our one of our movie theaters for $99 for fan favorite films or $149 for new releases. And I was like, if I had quite a few people that I could rent that thing out, or if I had, you know, if I was working and making plenty of money, $149 to have the theater all to myself, not too bad. Not yeah, my, my wife got that message too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, who would want to do that? 
Okay, I, I agree with you completely because all they're doing is recirculating air. But yeah, um, yeah, it's what was it? Twenty people, right? For for one fifty, I think so. Yeah, something. But like it was that. more based on undue release. So I'm sure if right. I just wanted to go in and pay 150 bucks, they would they would allow it. Sure, why? Oh would yeah, they don't give a shit as long as you're yeah. paying the money. Up, yeah, but up to I think 20 people. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I'm sure they're hurting. Hell yeah. I'm sure they're hurting. What uh what's I don't want any business to go under, Jesus. Uh no kidding. But am I willing to sit in a recirculated the No, not at all. What Just uh like we have a couple like statements in Illinois that like a lot of um counties can have like uh tents, outdoor tents. That mm. people can like go to restaurants and be like in an outdoor tent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's so many around me that like, yes, it's an outdoor tent, but none of the sides are open to let air in and out. So I'm like, you're just sitting outside. Like you might as well be in a restaurant that has at least circulating air. Like mm-hmm. you're in a hot box with all these strangers. That's even worse. Yeah, I'm looking at the new releases now, man. There's like nothing in the movies. Because uh, a lot of some of the oh. other ones were, they're just going straight to streaming. A lot of films. Yeah, the only thing I see is uh, Freaky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't recognize any of these other ones. What's coming next week? Oh, there's a Frank Zappa documentary. I'd watch that. Dang. I'll watch that when it goes streaming. Let's see what's in Dang. December. Nomadland, Half Brothers. I'm your woman. I'm, yeah, I don't recognize any of these movies. Well, you're going to start seeing some <laughs> the next couple weeks, I would think, or the next month that are just being put out in theaters so they can be nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yep, that's true. Oh, yeah, I did see there's a couple coming next month. Uh, I'm not going to see them in theaters because I really don't care. Um, you ever watch uh, the, the Ip Man movies? The what? Ip Man IP? Yeah. Yeah. There's a new one coming out next month. Ip Man yep. Kung Fu Master. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. Which is so weird. Like, listen. Uh, and he was, uh, what, Bruce Lee's teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like the sixth Ip Man movie. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty remember. sure, like, all these movies are bullshit. Because, like, I can understand, like... The dude having like something happen to him, and they make some biopic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like all these freaking conflicts that he's involved in, there's no way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like by by this point, it's got to be all fake. Wild. It's got to be. Did not know. Did not know there was a new one coming yeah, yeah. out. It man, Kung Fu Master. Uh, which I guess maybe has his daughter in it. I don't know. I saw the trailer. There's some girl in it. Uh, I mean, it looks huh. good, but like, I wish they would keep say, quit saying like based on the life story of Bruce Lee's master, because like, there's no way this is all lies Jeez. by this point. Um, and then there's another one. There's a Bruce Willis movie coming out called Breach. Breach. Yep, it's a sci-fi movie set in a a spaceship that gets uh like people become i don't know they get like possessed by this alien like they're escaping earth to go to like new earth right because people suck and we destroyed the planet 
So now we have to go find a new planet to destroy. Um, and uh, and apparently there's like an alien thing on board uh, that's like the Venom suit, uh, like black goo, and it oh, turns boy. people into like black goo zombies. Like uh, what's that video game? You know the one I'm talking about, Dead Space. Oh, I thought you were talking about Death Stranding. <laughs> no, 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 no. It feels a little bit like Dead Space. Which, okay. if if you haven't watched those movies, they're pretty good, the animated ones. I haven't, but I played the video game, and I had to turn it off. Oh, my God, oh, I love that game. So good. But then I could play the second the second game, and it wasn't scary whatsoever, and I could finish it. Daily. It's uh, it's good, man. It, the uh, the use of of like tools as weapon was really clever. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. How's uh, how's Valhalla? But the sound design on that is terrifying. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my god, so creepy. Dude, oh, yeah. With I, the music, oh, I was god. just playing. All the breathing, especially how loud and upfront the breathing was. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that spooked me out. Ooh. I uh I was just playing Doom uh which one the 2016 one Oh the re- yes yes yeah. yes Um I was just playing dude that game is hard as hell Dude that is such such a clever concept Like I hate to say it the concepts that more games should be using the Batman the Arkham Knight uh detective vision Yeah just Rip that off. Every game should have that. Um, the Shadows of Mordor Nemesis system. Oh, hell yeah. That was a great thing. More games need it. Put it out. Put it out. It's so good. And the Doom, you can kill enemies various ways if you want ammo, or you mm-hmm. can kill them in a different way if you need health. Mm. So smart instead of just having stupid health boxes or ammo boxes around. Mm-hmm. Very clever. Yep. But oh. uh so so I was in my office playing this game. I turned Hell. all the lights off. Yeah, had that rocking music going. Yeah. Woo. Well, and I've got, you know, my fancy headset that's got surround sound built in. Yeah. So I turned the volume all the way up. Man, that shit was cool. Heck yeah. It uh it was actually scary in some parts, Nick. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it whatsoever. Yeah, not gonna lie. I did see that that uh, Bruce Willis film Breach also has uh, the Punisher in it, Thomas Jane. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm sure he gets killed quickly though. Because well, your wife, uh, as we talked previously, your wife's now gonna have to see Breach. That's right. That's true. She's a big Thomas Jane. She's a J- Thomas Jane head. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he gets killed because um, I was watching the trailer and it's like starring Bruce Willis and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, featuring such and such and featuring Thomas Jane. I was like, oh, yep, he dies in like Uh-oh. the first five minutes. <laughs> hey, Bruce, I think we should go over here into this dark alley. <laughs> I'll be right there. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Yep. But uh, anyway, did you play uh, your your birthday present? Did you play Valhalla? Buddy. Okay. The uh, Julie, the cruise director today, uh, she took off today because tomorrow uh, we have to go get some tests at the hospital done. So she wanted to have like a day of no stress. Mm. So we decorated for the holidays. 
put on the Christmas PJs as you saw That's online. Right. That's right. Always hilarious, always fun. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we decorated, got everything out. I pretty much, it's a well-oiled machine. Uh, like last year, at the end of the year, instead of just throwing everything in the basement, I became uber nerdy and OCD about it and brought up huge plastic crates, labeled everything, put all of the connectors and like extension cords, whatever we needed into those boxes, which was a pain in the butt to do last year. But this year, oh my God, saved myself like 30% of time by doing <laughs> that. It was so efficient. So we did that. And like I threw out on social, I also got my birthday present, um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm. That came. So I'm like, hell, like, can this be any better of a day? And I also uh, did again, yet again, Mr. Martino recommended this faux crab cake recipe. Yeah. So we had the last of those today. It was just like freaking perfect day. Hey but Nick, I, well, I I do have I have a confession to make. Go ahead. I you're, to, eating, you're eating meat. Dear Father, today oh. I have sinned. Are you I, a carnivore? No, I had I had bacon today though. Well, and, then you're a carnivore. How is that not? No, I I don't have like just bacon. Uh, they wanted me to make uh, I make this uh, cauliflower mac and cheese thing. Okay. And uh, and it I used to make it with pancetta. But my wife doesn't like pancetta, so I made it with bacon. And instead oh, wait, of wait, so cheese, you just did bacon, bacon and noodles. Is this what you're, what you're describing here? Well, in the sauce, the sauce well, is uh, butter. Uh, I did it with soy milk instead of regular milk, yeah. and uh, vegetable broth, and that's it. But but part of the sauce is uh, the bacon fat. So you sure. you cook the bacon, then you take the bacon out, and then that leaves the the fat the the oil in the pan, the bacon fat, and then you add the the butter and the milk and flour and the broth, and mm -hmm. so you make like a roux with that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you just throw that in to the noodles with the roasted cauliflower and the bacon, and it was delicious, Nick. Of course it. When is I bacon loved not it. delicious? That's why I decided to eat it. I was like, oh, you guys want bacon, back and cheese? All right. I guess I can eat that. <laughs> hey, I'm, not, I'm not here to judge. You do your thing. It was good. Anyways, continue. I hate to interrupt your story. Good. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's God, delicious. Bacon. When is bacon ever bad unless it's like barely cooked? Amen to that. Oh, it's good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> Wish I had some bacon right now. I'd eat it. <laughs> Dang. It stunk. Like, uh, just a sidebar. Welcome to the Dream Legion, by the way. <laughs> Another sidebar. We were watching stupid, uh, some stupid thing. I think it was like a, I don't know, some like amusement park walkthrough. <laughs> okay. One of the and one of the people were they ordered you know how they order like amusement park food whether it's like Dollywood or yeah, yeah, Cedar yeah. Point or Disneyland. Well, this one guy ordered a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, and I'm like, because the Julie the cruise director is like, 
man, I would love to go there, but I couldn't find anything to eat. <laughs> and without even skipping a beat, I'm like, I'd have a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. I'm like, come on. Boy, no, I hear you. Boy. But, you know, I, you know, hey, she's done plenty for me. This is the least I can do. So no big deal. <laughs> but anywho, back to my ultimate day. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all this stuff. I get this game. So, you know, the wife is like, she's all about, the, we had Christmas music playing. We, you know, we were having a really good time. It was, it was all good in the hood. And she, we've been talking about this for weeks. And I know she's uber stressed about tomorrow. So I, you know, I, I pretty much already was in the mindset of like, whatever she wants, whatever she needs, you Mm -hmm. know, Hey, let's just remove stress. Yeah. But when that game came in, it's just like, cause I, and I reached out to you. I'm like, uh, you know, I hope we can record. I hope everything's all right. Haven't heard from you in a while, blah, blah, blah. So I'm already like, well, eight o'clock. I'm going to be recording and I'm not going to be staying up late because I have to take her to the hospital early in the morning. Right. So I'm like, dang it. But I'm like, I'd really like to jump on that Valhalla. <laughs> I, mean, I, I want to be a Viking and I want to throw axes. And I, I mean, I'm to the point where I've even watched stuff on YouTube just to listen because I don't know. Well, we've talked about this. You've played some recent. Yeah. 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 Assassin's Creed games. Well, they've recently been doing a male voice actor and a female voice actor, which is freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. And Ubisoft is, they, they spare no expense. Like their voice actors are really, really good. They, I, I can never just choose one sex because both of the voice actors, depending on the game, the female might be better or the male might be better. It's just, that's the way it rolls. Right. But it's even come to the, like, I've looked so forward to this that like even Gundy has texted me and he's like, have you checked out the new DLC for Valhalla? Cause he's, he's, he's pretty tuned into Viking stuff. He mm-hmm. likes, he likes the Viking stuff. Um, and I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, I just watched it and it's based on Beowulf. Oh, and I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Like now I have to go track this down. So I go track it down and sure enough, like people are being murdered and there's this like green glowy bit that's like. Obviously, you have to. It's I'm sure it's small DLC, but you're it's like a mystery, and you're trying to track back and trying to like solve this mystery of this character. And I was just like, dang it, this sounds so good. Like, so now I'm like tuning into videos just to hear and compare the female voice actor to the male voice actor, so I know in the game when I fire it up, oh, I'm gonna go female, or oh, I'm gonna go male, right. So I solved that issue in my head for that. While I'm watching one of the videos, this the player calls this mount, his mount. And instead of a horse, this giant wolf comes up. Uh. And you're riding a 
GD Wolf. <laughs> is this game in my head? Did it just open up my head and reach in and pull out like this is exactly what I want in this game? Dang it! So all day with this, like, dude, I have been Professor Positive like all, this entire week. I'm so looking forward to this day with Julie, the cruise director. But when this game comes in my hands, I'm like. I just want to play it. Maybe she'll fall asleep. Maybe she'll take a little nappy pill. <laughs> so like I tentatively after the entire house is done, lunch is done, whatnot. And we even like walked through her mom. We had like a little like FaceTime thing, walked her through the whole Christmas setup, walked my mom through it. You know, it was very nice. It was a very nice day. It was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. But after lunch, it even was one of those mental gymnastics of me like, all right, when's a good time for me to approach the topic of, hey, can I fire up the PS4? <laughs> so I can pop this disc in. I'm not going to play it, but I just want to get it loaded onto my system so when I want to play it, I can just fire it up. Sure. I don't have to wait for whatever, half hour, 40 minutes. I understand you're PC elite. You don't have to deal with these issues. Sure. My console, I have to deal with these issues. So I did, and she was absolutely cool about it. And then I'm like, the rest of the night, up until when we finally started podcasting. Because she went to bed like 15 minutes before I started to podcast. And I'm like, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to fire this thing up. Up till that point, I kept thinking to myself, can I broach the topic of hey, in Valhalla, I want to be a male Viking. How about if we fire this thing up and you can help me create the character? Okay. Thinking it's going to take so long for that title card to appear. I could be playing this for two hours before that game ever says, hey, don't you want to know what you look like? Let's create your character. But at the end of the day, I just played two hours of Valhalla. Hell yeah. (laughs) But then I'm like, no, I'm like, we had such a good day. I'm like, I ain't going to ruin it. I'm like, I can play that tomorrow. So to answer your question, haven't even, haven't even popped it in or seen a title card yet. Oh man. So you haven't written the wolf yet. I have not. And I so want to, dude, I so, I've watched so much gameplay footage of it. And now this week I've been really like hyper focused on watching because both consoles launched mm-hmm. Tuesday yep. and today. Yep. And I've been watching some advanced coverage from like, you know, Giant Bomb and GameStop or GameSpot. Um and a and a few Twitch people. And I keep hearing, and I know you're PC Elite, that's great. I keep hearing from a lot of people. It seems like the mantra is, you know, there's a lot of the hardware underneath the shell of these two systems mm-hmm. that they really have made leaps and bounds, like getting as close to PC as possible, which is great. I'm excited for that. Do I have a 4K TV to take full advantage of it? No, I don't. Me. So, so I can't really jump on that. But one thing that I'm that I hear over and over again that has become the mantra 
is how excited all these reviewers are for how fast things are downloading Mm. or how fast the like load screens are. And that's just something that I'm always like, that doesn't like, that's not what's driving me. You're, you're professional gamers. Of course you need fast load screens because you're playing 10 hours a day of a game or games. So yeah, when it loads quick or when you can suspend play and go to another game quickly and like efficiently, that that's great for your job, but I'm not playing five games at a time, nor when I'm waiting for like something to load up. Am I ever like, Oh my God, that six seconds that took, Oh, <laughs> so in my head, I'm just like, I ain't really racing to get a new console. Not that I can right now. I, you know, I don't financially, I just can't do sure, it. Sure, sure, But still like your big talking point is faster load times. Like, ugh. <laughs> it's like, no, show me something that's like, oh shoot that, you know, that now that is something that is leaps and bounds and now that gets me excited so what you're saying is that pc master race is still the best yes yes that's it correct. will always be the best that's true yeah i mean i i make no bones about that my console is fabulous just because i don't have to worry about drivers and i don't have to worry about will this work with this can i push all of my all my uh can I tweak every like everything on my PC? Can I run that Doom game at the highest levels, or do I need this new card? And yeah, no, yeah, I, that's true. The console doesn't have to worry about that. I I like an idiot box, so I know I'm always going to be behind the PC. Sure, but what can I? It just it drives me crazy that everyone's talking about load times. And saves and like, oh my god! Wow, welcome to 2000, bro. (laughs) And the one thing everyone is agreeing on is like, where's all the launch games? What? And and I understand you can complain about that. You just laid down a lot of money, but in my head, I'm like, you're lucky that you're even getting consoles. Well, we're we're in these weird times. How many people like? How efficient can anyone be? One working from home. And then if you're working with a team of people that have to touch the thing, the, whatever you're working on, now you have to pass it to somebody and they're working on it or they're incorporating it into the bigger picture. Like, there's no way that can be efficient here's when the, everyone's remote. Here's remote. the thing, Nick. I, I don't understand that argument. Like, is this the first console you've ever bought in your life? Everybody says the same thing at every console launch. Where are the games? Yeah. If you want it on, on launch day, guess what? You're not going to have a lot of games. <laughs> I totally agree. But they always have, you know, a couple games that's like big for that system. All right. Yeah, sure. Well, guess what? You know, the big tentpole games all got pushed back. And I'm pretty sure it's because of this pandemic. Sure. You don't think Cyberpunk wanted to be out right when it hit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it got pushed back three times, and now it's, what, December 13th or something? Yeah, it's coming up soon. And to be honest with you, when you get that thing, it's going to be a mess. Because there's no way, even with a day one patch, that that game's supposed to be so huge. 
there's no way there ain't going to be bugs. They're going to be fixing that for at least six months. Yep. That's the thing. You never buy, you never buy a new console on launch day. Okay. You never buy, uh, for me, I would never buy new games for a console launch. You don't buy any hardware on launch day. (laughs) You always wait a couple months for like any software updates or anything like that to work out all the kinks. Always. Common this sense. Is the first game I actually bought day one, probably in a year. Mm. Or no, I take that back. Ghost Ghost of Tsushima. That's right. I that's bought, right. I bought day one, but there was a lot of bugginess there. Mm. And every time I fired that thing up, it was like, oh, here's a patch. Oh, here's a patch. Yeah. Just like that's that. You want to talk about like state of gaming? That's state of gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was the day of like Xbox 360, you get it, you load it in, and like there's no patches. We don't know what patches are. Like that, that's a thing of the past. Unless mm-hmm. you're playing on like a, even a Nintendo game, is there even they are patching stuff in the background. Look, even even on on the PC, I get patches, but the thing is, they just download in the background. I never have to wait for any loading. I'm just saying games are not complete. Oh, like, sh- yeah, I know that for sure. At this point, they everybody is shipping out games knowing that there's going to be a day one patch. No matter what, there's going to be a day one patch. So yep. people being surprised that games got pushed back, it's like, dude, you're in a, you're in a pandemic. I'm surprised systems didn't get pushed back. Mm. Come on. Give people a break. Yep. But I yep. get it. You, you just spent eight hundred bucks. You want you want to see something that isn't like, oh great, I can play Forza. Isn't Forza a two year old game? Yeah, but it looks <laughs> great. But isn't it a two year old game? Come on. <laughs> it's like, oh great, they just re released Dark Souls. Like, yeah, but it's pretty much the same game. It just got a a facial. That's all it got. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah. Yeah, so. we we just had that in in the PC realm too. Because, uh, you know, NVIDIA just put out a bunch of new cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, all those idiots are waiting in line for, like, a week, like, camping out. And then, like, NVIDIA made, like, three cards. So oh. nobody's getting any. <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't just wait? Like, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? Like, oh. my card, like, granted, when I bought my card, it was, like, you know, state of the art. Uh, and, and now it's, like, three years old. Uh, so So I do plan on upgrading. But, like, everything that I play plays just fine. You know what I mean? Like, right. what's the big deal? Uh, uh, you're always going to be chasing that. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true. I'm uh, just hoping to get a little chunk so I chunk in this weekend so I can play a little Valhalla. Well, let, let me know how it is. And since you're, uh, since you're into Viking stuff and, and Gundy is, you should watch uh, Barbarians on Netflix. Barbarians? Yeah. Barbarians. Like, like Conan? No, not like Conan. What? Barbarians. It's a Netflix original series. I don't know anything about this. That's why I'm asking. Oh, like dude, it's really good. Uh, it's in German. Well, okay. German and Latin. Uh, it it tells the the true story of when the uh, the Germanic tribes, the Viking tribes, uh, stopped uh, the Roman Empire from um, going into Germany. Hmm. Yeah. It's really good. Interesting. It's very good. Highly recommended. Well, I did hear one of the last 
like the roadmap for Valhalla's uh, season pass. One of the last um, bits of content for the season pass mm-hmm. is uh, the Vikings invading uh, France. Oh, nice. Which that's it. I didn't think they would be adding a whole new continent. I knew it was Norway and England. I knew that. Yeah, that's cool. Yes, yes, yes. So and can, you take and you take some magic mushrooms, I believe, and you go into like a spirit realm. So you know, I was going to ask you because uh, you know the the Vikings drink deer piss. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's a there's a, a magic mushroom, Amanita muscaria, uh, which is uh, the inspiration for elf hats. Um, that uh, like if you 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 can eat them and hallucinate, uh-huh. uh, but they're poisonous. Uh-huh. So uh, Viking shaman figure this out. Uh, but here's the thing. Reindeer love this mushroom. They, oh yeah, you told me about yeah. this. Yeah, reindeer love this mushroom. It's a real mushroom. circle of life. Yeah, it's a real circle of life. <laughs> oh, reindeer yeah. eat the shit out of this mushroom. Uh mm-hmm. it's not poisonous to them. Right. Uh so what what the Viking shaman figured out is you follow the the reindeer around and uh you watch them eat these Amanita muscaria mushrooms which are beautiful. These like uh, it's like the mushrooms that you see in Smurfs, you know, like the big with the the big red cap on them. Nice. Um, they would follow the the reindeer around, let them eat the mushroom, and then they would um, place bags under their uh, urethras and collect the reindeer urine uh, because they break down the poison in the mushroom, but it leaves the hallucinogenic chemicals. So they would just drink the reindeer piss and get high as hell. Yeah, those Vikings were freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Valhalla does do, sadly, only one of the three things that I wish every video game did. There is a Batman. There is a Batman detective site, but it's called Odin Vision. Nice. So we will get a little bit of that. Can can you play as like Loki and stuff? I don't believe so, but I believe you do meet Odin. I mean, you got the giant wolf. Ooh, is that the plot? Because you were saying the giant, you you can ride the giant wolf, right? Yeah. Isn't the the wolf the one that kills Odin in Ragnarok? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Fenrir. Bring it on. Ah, oh, man, now I gotta play this. All I know is you can uh, dual wield weapons. And I've seen people playing with dual shields, which which seems insane. I dual would not want to do that. Yeah, would not want to do that. What? But I also saw people with throwing axes, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, what the hell? This is not... Wait. I what, can't what? get I can't get this yet? What, what's happening here? Is it delayed on PC? I don't know. Not, not Syndicate. Let's go to the franchise. Syndicate's a good one. Uh, don't poo Syndicate. Uh, 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 um. Man, I don't see it. That sucks. Really? 
I mean, it's not on Steam. Let me see if I can. Oh, maybe it's like a uh, Ubisoft store. I'm not doing that. Hey, just sign up for an account. Come on, come on. I have an account. I know it's just it's BS when they ask you to do something like that. I had a I had to do an account for uh, was it Tomb Raider? Oh, that's a good. Yeah, those Tomb Raider games are fucking awesome. Yeah, those Crystal Dynamics Crystal Dynamics know how to do a Tomb Raider game. PC Epic Game Store? Hell no. PC PC. Ubisoft Store. All right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I don't want a fucking store. Just put it on Steam, (laughs) goddammit. All the other games are on Steam. (laughs) Yeah, get... Gabe Newell needs to buy a couple more knives. Get it on (laughs) Steam. Isn't it funny how, how freaking Valve is like... The, the most valuable video game company in the world, and they don't make a fucking game? Smart. <laughs> so smart that he decided, while I'm in, where is it, New Zealand? When when Corona hit? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had plenty of time to fly back to wherever it is, L.A., Seattle. And he decided, eh, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> Just like, eh, that's all right. Oh, my God. They're not putting it on Steam? Ubisoft wants all that money. What the hell? Wants all that money. This is the worst move. Um, You know what? I'm writing Mr. Ubisoft an email. (gasps) Oh, no. This is unacceptable. Now I'm boycotting Ubisoft. Dear Eve. You can take your Assassin's Creed. Ah, damn it. I mean, Until I'm def- it comes to Steam in three months, and then you'll be like, yeah, I'll buy that. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not getting the Epic Game Store. <gasps> Maybe I'll make an exception for Ubisoft Store. There you go. I just I don't want to get a fucking app just to get a damn game. Or just play the 1,700 games of, on Steam that you haven't even opened and played yet. Amen to that. Because <laughs> you know there'll be another Steam sale coming around the corner in about three months or three weeks. Yeah, it's coming up very soon, dude. I, yeah. I, every time there's a sale, I buy like five or six games, and I don't think I've played any of them. Yeah, they're gonna have a Black Friday sale or mm-hmm. a Cyber Monday sale, and then a holiday Christmas sale end of the year. Well, you know the the new expansion for Hearthstone comes out, so hell yeah. <laughs> We know what you. So, in other words, if we don't record Nerdy Legion, just know that the Hearthstone expansion happened. <laughs> that's right. I've lost Martin for two months. No. Yep, that's right. I'm trying to think, I, I saw streamers playing the new cards today, so oh. it probably comes out next Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, probably, so they can review it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time I did not buy the expansion, though. Wow. Yep. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go uh old school and just do uh free to play. I'm just gonna use my gold that I earn. Dang. Mm-hmm. Which it should be better now. I was uh, I was playing a little bit today. They they updated uh the client today. Um and they there's like a shit ton of rewards now. They they upgraded the reward system. I don't know how it works anymore because it used to get gold and now it look it looks like you get like a scroll or something. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, but instead of getting like three daily quests max, there's like 
I don't know. I think it was like eight. Uh, so that'd be good. Dang. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what they're doing, man. I don't know. They they always get complaints because the game's too expensive. Um, because you know a lot of people don't want to spend money on it, right? They want to do the free to play because you get gold rewards and stuff, so you buy packs that way. Um, but like to get all the legendary cards if you're free to play, that's like impossible. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like they just it sounds like they they might want to make money. Call me crazy. Well, I heard that they're going to be doing some kind of like a season pass kind of thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. Well, if, it, I don't know if that's it worked, the case. It worked well for uh, Call of Duty, so man, it must because all I see, I was on, I was checking uh, Twitter trending, and there's like that's all anybody was talking about is Call of Duty. It's like Call of Duty and what's that uh, building game? It's still a shooter, but you can build platforms. Minecraft? No, Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, like yeah. Both, both of them have season passes, and both of those games are still pretty thriving. Zoe plays the shit out of Fortnite. There you go. Yeah. I tried one time, and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing building platforms? Why do that? And then you're dead. Dude, I, I was, like, throwing up the airplane, and I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Why am I, like, on a parachute? <laughs> uh, and then I landed, and I'm, like, shooting shit, and I was like, guys, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I think I, I played a total... What was the other one? PUBG? I yeah. played PUBG for about five minutes. And I played Fortnite for about eight minutes, and uh, that's it. That's my extent of those games. I thought they you were so have, dumb. You don't have an, uh, more free time to just throw into a, an empty pit? It's not, a, going on those? it's not about free time. It's boring. Yes. Yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? It's boring. Just like run around shooting random shit for no reason. Yeah. I feel like I want a story at this point. I need <laughs> I need some carrot on a stick to to pull me through something. Mm. The uh, I, I do or, watch. Or I do have like. Well, you don't have this issue, but but I certainly do. Huh. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna get five of my buddies together. We're gonna go in and play whatever Call of Duty, let's say. Mm. And this is going to be great because we're all just going to be chit-chatting and I haven't talked to any of my buddies in a long time. Let's do this. And then all of a sudden the designated time hits and it's like, where's this person? Where's this person? And no one's there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, do I want to play this multiplayer game just by myself? Uh, answer would be no. Let me tell you, there's only been one game in my entire life that I had fun playing multiplayer. Can you guess what that is? Um, Mortal Kombat 3. No. I only played that single player. Let me think. What's I want to Ah, oh, this would be this should be an easy one. Uh, no, I don't know. Halo 3. Oh shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halo 3 was so fun online multiplayer. Sure. Everything else is fucking stupid. Yeah, that that that's a good one. That's and a fun one. Quake Quake was okay multiplayer. I enjoy doing single player more. Uh, very tricky, though. But Halo Three multiplayer, dude, that was the fucking bomb. We used to have. Uh, I was in college when that came out. I think 
And uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I used to have buddies come over and we like we'd play online, and then if nobody was coming over, we just like meet up and and you know fucking shoot motherfuckers on there. Uh, it was <laughs> awesome. Parties. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. But outside of that, like I can't get into multiplayer at all, man. I think it's so boring. Uh, for me, I just don't have the Twitch capability. Well, and then the problem is you have to deal with freaking three-year-old idiots, like spouting nonsense. You know what I mean? So they oh, just they just want to mute your headset, and then it's not fun anymore. <laughs> I don't. I that's why I want to have buddies so I can like spew my spew my nonsense just to my buddies and not hear nonsense from strangers because they're all animals. Mm, that's true. Yeah. But when no one shows up and, and it's just a desert out there, eh, mm-hmm. let me go back to call it. Let me go back to Assassin's Creed or some story based game. Mm. Much better. Much better. I do need to find a new game to play, though. I'm telling you, you should play that Assassin's Creed in uh, Victorian England. That Is that the one good. that I just bought? I think that's the one yeah. that I just bought. Is that the one we were talking about? Yes, it is. Yeah, I bought that one. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> it's good. It's good. All right, maybe I'll play that. Yeah, I I still need to play. Uh, what's the 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 pirate game? Not Assassin's oh, Creed. Uh, Dishonored. Oh, oh boy, that's that's a long ass game. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that one. I bought that like three years ago. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> On a Steam sale for three dollars. Yeah, it was three ninety nine. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> I could have guessed. That's the one they, thing I the one thing that drove me crazy with Dishonored, which sort of makes sense because it's very much like, um, what Elder Scrolls? Uh, yeah, kind of. Just the way it's laid out. Yeah. Very similar in the fact that like anything that you see, you can walk up to and interact with. Hmm. So you're walking in my OCD. It drives me crazy. You walk by a table and it's like book, 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 piece of paper, pen, pencil, yeah, straw, cup, glass. And it's like, <laughs> mother effort. It's like, don't show me all this stuff because all I want to do is interact. I don't want to interact with it. But if something like pops up on my screen, I have to like look over there to be like, is that something I need to know about? Oh, wait, it's just another pen. Son mm-hmm. of a bitch. I don't know. Part of me kind of likes that, man. Um, I get it. Like, I, believe me, I would like to walk into a room that's a library and be able to open up every book and read and, like, get to know more about the environment. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the miscellaneous crap that's on a desk. That yeah, yeah, yeah. is what drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You know what game did that the best? This is still oh. the best of all time. Oh. Was Fable. Oh. Fable did that really well. Oh, Fable so good. Yeah. That's why I'm leaning towards getting uh an Xbox. Yeah? Oh, is there a new Fable game? There's they announced a new Fable game. Oh jeez. Wait, the announced is, so it'll uh, be out in like Ma- 2030. Is not part of it, but No, yeah. I think Peter Molyneux's not part of it. It'll be out before 2030. What what's his deal? Isn't he like a pedophile or something? I just made that up. Oh, I, I feel like there's something with. On. I feel like there was something with Peter Molyneux. Are you canceling him? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there is or isn't. But the, how bonded I got to that damn dog just over petting it. 
Hell yeah. And having it walk with me. Oh my God. And I love the spell system. All yeah. that. Stuff. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, that was a classic. And that, that, that was, that's a great game. Yep. Yeah. But you're right. You could pick up every damn book and like anything that's on a desk. That mm-hmm. drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Uh, Resident Evil used to do that. They don't do that anymore so much. No. But in, in the early games, there was a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Because you had to solve all the puzzles. Or you picked up all those ingredients that hopefully you knew how to combine. Oh, yeah. Hopefully there's a cheat sheet, because if there isn't, you might just combine up three eggs, and then what are you left with? What is that? Can I use that? I'm trying to think. There was a game that I played recently that... Oh, the Mad Max game, I think. Was it Mad Max? Ooh. Maybe it was Mad Max. Uh, where you can, like... Hmm, yeah, I think it was. Uh, you can, like, pick up, like, random scraps of tech and then, like, combine them in certain ways to make new tech. Mm-hmm. I like that Mad Max game. Yeah, it was good. It was a little glitchy, but it was good. I and Everyone's like, oh, it's same old, same old. And I'm like, nah. when I can, and I'm not a big driving fan, mm-hmm. but when I don't want to get out, like, for me, any Assassin's Creed game that has a horse. <laughs> I'll ride that horse or in any game I'll ride it until I get to that destination and then the next time I want to go back to that destination like for Red Dead Redemption right I am immediately pulling up that map <laughs> scrolling to that that town or destination can I fast travel great right. I can boop I'm in yep but that's the only game I didn't do that with because I loved the car combat so much. I as soon as I up as soon as I got that harpoon, I was upgrading that mother effer, ripping off doors, and then I would shoot that harpoon in and rip out the driver, mm-hmm. or shoot the harpoon at a tire, rip off the tire, and then the car. Guess what the car's doing? It ain't chasing me anymore because I just <laughs> ripped off that tire. It's so fun! Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, they do the car combat pretty well on that. And yeah. uh, they they tie it in pretty closely to the plot in some parts of the game. Because mm-hmm. um, you have to, like, get to a certain spot, and then, like, everybody starts chasing you, so you get in your car and, like, escape all the traps on the way out. Yeah, it's good. And no, I was, la- I was laughing when you said the horse, because I was thinking of um, when, uh, when uh, Zelda came out on, I guess it was the N64, like, that's all anybody talked about was the fact that Link could ride a horse. <laughs> Ocarina of Time? Uh, yeah, Ocarina of Time, yep. Oh, yeah. That was I was like, big... really? This is the best part of the game? You get to ride a horse? And it was your companion. You built a relationship with it. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> you whistled and it came. That's, that, that's the relationship. I've got a I've got an N64 emulator, so I was playing that recently. Well, I don't know, it's probably a couple months back, and I I found the horse, and I was like, ah, the horse, <laughs> and I tried to ride it, and it was the worst experience ever. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad. But, but I guess like you day. know, yeah, it's what a twenty year old game, yeah. maybe more than that. Ah, I don't know, man. Good. You know what good. I you know what I want is I want to buy a damn Dreamcast. That's what I want. Oh, you geez. think they'll still work? Well, aren't they redoing that? Oh, are they? I thought they announced that. Oh, like the Dreamcast Mini? 
Yeah. <gasps> I thought I thought that was supposed to be the next one up next year. Hell yeah. Let's look this up right now. Dreamcast Mini. I could have swore that's the rumor. Uh Teases Dreamcast Mini. Hello. <laughs> but will they have all the games you want to play? That's a that's a whole other issue. Well, I see Soul Calibur on there, so that's good enough for me. Really? That's it? I don't know. I don't see a games list. Well, well, well. You don't need, what is it, Knights? Arabian <gasps> Knights? Oh, that? that was good, yeah. Where you, like, roller coaster collecting coins? Yeah. Yeah, that shit was awesome. Uh, What was the other one that I liked? Panzer Dragoon. That was awesome. Seaman? No, not C-Man. <laughs> don't need that. No, I don't need C-Man. When does when does Martin not need us? Not need some C-Man. I need I need Soul Calibur. I need Panzer hey, Dragoon. Just, you can ring the bell, so that can be the new that can be the title for the episode. <laughs> does Martin not need some C-Man? Oh man, what else? Oh, Power Stone. That's right. I forgot about. Oh, that. the Power Stone. Power that's Stone. Good. Yep. Power that's Stone. That's a fun one. Um, what else? I can't even remember, man. There was a lot of good stuff on. Oh, Crazy Taxi. I need that. Sure, sure, sure. Just because you need uh the Offspring song. You got it. Of course. You know there were there were very few games that I would like arcade games that I would want to own like in arcade form. Mm. But Crazy Taxi was always one of those. Was another one uh, the Xbox 360 exclusive game uh, that you could only buy at Burger King, Sneak King? <laughs> was that another one that you needed? Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that like, uh, what was the Pizza Hut one, Nodoid? You you know that one. <laughs> they, even did, they even did commercials for Sneak King. I know. King. Oh. And I was one of the fools that was like, I got to go to Burger King and get that. Got to get that. <laughs> I'll have uh, the original. Here we go. The original chicken sandwich with cheese made like a Whopper cut in half. Uh-huh. Large onion rings, iced tea, and a, co- and a copy of Snake King. I'm sorry. What, did, what was that? What was that? A, a copy of Snake King. Okay, pull mm-hmm. around for your three ninety nine Sneak King, and mm-hmm. I, this is how much of a dope I was, how much of a, su- a three sixty sucker I was, dude. I got home and I popped that thing right in, and it was a thrill. How many uh, easy achievements I got in that, <laughs> and I was thrilled. I'm like, I only spent three ninety nine. Look at all these achievements, <laughs> and it's like. Oh my god! It just put a sucker across my face. It was one of those like hit the button to sneak, Bing achievement. That's Collect hilarious. One collectible, Bing. Like oh my god! It That's was just hilarious. A... <laughs> but you got that, you know, the Burger King mascot with the big head. That's right. He was sneaking around collecting stuff, people. Right. Terrible. <gasps> Daytona USA. I used to love that game too. Oh my god hilarious oh my god i just found the oh all these all these games that you're naming off i bet you 80 percent would come on a mini dreamcast jet set radio remember that heck yeah that's a good one that was a good one 
Yeah, I'm sure I I can't find the list of games that would be on this Dreamcast Mini, but now I really want a Dreamcast. Jet Set would have a, a Jet Set had a really good soundtrack. Hell too. yeah, it did. Yeah, Jet Set was fun as hell. Uh, mm-hmm. Virtual Tennis, that was awesome. Oh yeah, Virtual yeah. Fighter. Oh, Virtual Fighter, yep, that was good. That's some polygons that you, I think, are hitting each other with. I'm not sure. Yeah, but the thing is, it was on purpose. Sure. Yeah, it was on purpose. That's why. That's why Soul Calibur was better because it had better graphics. I think you just need to hold off, see if the mini comes out. Why buy an old Dreamcast and then deal with like fuzzy games or like horrible controllers? Yeah, but but see, the cool thing about the Dreamcast was the mini games. Sure. Because remember the the Dreamcast had that cartridge that you would put into the controller. The top of the controller. Yeah, the save cartridge. But it had a screen on it, so some games had mini-games on the save cartridge. Maybe you need to buy an original one just so you could show that to your daughters and have both of them like, what? You did... Mm. This was... You played it on the controller? Mm. Yep. You're like, look at these graphics. And they're like, (laughs) my phone has better graphics than this entire system. That's true. But, you know, the Dreamcast was ahead of its time. It was. If the Dreamcast had come out, like, five years later, mm-hmm. then it would not have bombed like it did. Yeah. But I would... I After watching that, what was it, Sega on CBS All Access, maybe that's why you should get CBS All Access, so you could watch that documentary. Oh, God damn it. I do need to watch that. It's... Really interesting. By the time they hit the Dreamcast, ay ay ay. Dang it. Yeah, it's it's worth a month of all access. All right, maybe I'll do a trial again. Yeah. I'll have to do some fake information. There you go. You can find you can find some fake information, some fake emails. Oh, dude. Yeah, I've got like a dozen email addresses anyway. So there you go. Yeah, that's what we did to get uh, Apple TV Plus. For a free uh, month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta watch that Beastie Boy documentary. Come on now. Dude, Reagan and, and my wife do that with, uh, like, birthday rewards. Oh, nice. Yeah, for, like, different restaurants and stuff. <laughs> Hilarious. They they sign up with, like, different emails and different birthdays so that they can get different rewards. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that no re- I've never had a restaurant ever be, like, can I see your driver's license? Just yeah, to verify. Give a shit. No, of course not. <laughs> but you Plus, go into Target and you buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and they're like, "Can I look at your driver's license?" I'm not quite sure. You're oh god. And I'm like, I am a fresh-faced punky QB, but that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I just, well, I just turned, I just turned eighteen. <laughs> I uh. Yeah, I, no, I gotta do that now. See, I gotta grow my beard back out now. Yeah. Uh, cause I uh I had a I had a fancy interview the other day, and Uh-oh. so so I shaved my face. I don't know why. Uh-huh. I could have just like trimmed my beard. I was like, right. eh, I'll just shave it off. It's fine. Uh, but then uh, but then I looked like I was twelve again. <laughs> so was so this an in person interview or like yeah yeah, yeah 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 in person. Oh boy, I'm surprised places still have those. Well. I agree. <laughs> Nowadays, oh yeah, yeah. Unless this was the very last interview. Uh, yeah, it was the second interview. 
Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Good. But uh, but now it's been a week, you know what I mean? So uh, I haven't shaved since. Yeah, and you're like those mother effers. They made me shave. Yeah. I had a luxurious beard going on. Oh, dude, that's been a whole long process. Because uh, <laughs> then I had I had a phone call uh, with them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're like, oh, like we we narrowed it down to like the smallest of candidates. We want to reach out to everybody again. I'm like, can you just fucking make up your mind already? Yeah. So, but of course yeah. not. Of course not. As um, long as you don't get the well, in these times, <laughs> things are a little uncertain. Mm. Uh, we would like to do maybe a three month uh temp contract with yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Just to see how everything would work out. Yep. You're like, look, my other job did this with with my people. I know what's going on here. Yep. We'll see, man. We'll see. Well, my fingers are crossed for you if it's a good fit for you. We'll see. It would it would be good. Good, good. It would be good. Uh, and it it would uh make my wife feel better. Yeah, ease up ease up the stress a little. Yeah. I get it. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Oh, oh, oh I did have one more thing. I, I, I watched this movie on Netflix. Netflix original. Uh-oh. Uh, which I had seen pop up on there before, and I was like, finally, I was like, I'm just going to watch this. Uh, it's called We Summon the Darkness. Hmm. And it's set in, I think, like, 86, like, mid-80s. Hmm. Um, I recognize a couple of the actresses, um, and then Johnny Knoxville's in it. Oh boy! Johnny Knoxville plays a preacher. Oh boy! And uh, and so you you look at the title, and there's like talk of satanic, uh, like death cults on on TV and stuff. So you're like, okay, the, like this is what it's about. Uh, it turns out it's not. Um. Huh. But I mean, kind of tangentially, it is. So it follows these girls that basically are like going to uh, like this rock concert, and they meet these guys there, and uh, they like take them back to their dad's house. It turns out like the dad is Johnny Knoxville, who's this preacher, uh, talking about satanic death cults. Because remember, it's the eighties. You had the what was it, the Satanic Panic or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, Dungeon and Dragons is all evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think like, oh, these girls are part of the satanic cult. Well, they're not. Um, Johnny Knoxville is like, he's basically turned his church into a cult. And like, there's like groups of people that like travel around the country uh, staging these like satanic killings. Hmm. Huh. Even though they're like hardcore Christians, but okay. but they stay they kill people and stage it as like it was done by a satanic death cult, so that people will like flock to their church. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, like it's not it's not like the best movie. Uh, there's it, but it's it's funny, dude. I was laughing the whole time. Uh, because the girls are like total valley girls, you know. They they talk that way. Mm-hmm. And uh. And even like, you know how I was making fun of the lie earlier? Like these people make so stupid decisions, and you just ah. laugh the whole way through. 
Uh, it's kind of like that, but like uh, in this movie, it's kind of done on purpose. Like it, it's it's cheesy on purpose. Um, but it was fun, man. I enjoyed watching it. You know, it's it's short. It's like an hour and a half long. Did it just drop in your stuff you might like on Netflix? Well, you know, Netflix always pushes their original series. True. They always have them at the top. It's weird how that algorithm does that. <laughs> huh. Uh yes, but uh, but yeah, it's fun. If you wanna, if you want like a a fun horror movie, then uh, We Summon the Darkness is pretty good. Well, Johnny Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Why well, I'm going now that we got uh that free trial period for HBO again. Mm. Uh, I am gonna try that Johnny Knoxville. What was it? New Jersey amusement park. Oh, the park one. Yeah, you yeah. gotta see that, dude. Yeah, that's in my queue. So, God, class action park. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Is that a documentary or a movie? It is a documentary. Okay, I might. I wonder if the wife would be interested in that one, dude. Because it seems completely crazy. Just, just tell her that you want her to watch this with you. Don't tell her what it's about. Oh boy, <laughs> never a good. I mean, do you know me? You know how many times she's been burned with that. <laughs> she she will be engrossed. I'm like, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this movie. It's called Road Warrior. It's really good. Uh, that's funny that you say that. I, I just put Mad Max, the original. Uh, Mad Max, the Road Warrior. Wait, what? What does Andrew say that the second one is? Those are one and the same. Oh. Really? And I said, no, they're not. It's Mad Max, and it's the Road Warrior, and then it's Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Well, anyways, uh, Mad Max is on Prime now. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I just put that on my queue. And I was watching the trailer, and I was like, I don't remember this movie being this way at all. (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, because the the whole part of the trailer is... uh, the the crazy guy that killed his wife and his girlfriend just like driving in the car, and then mm-hmm. you see like Mad Max waiting for him in his car. Yes. That, that's the whole trailer, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> uh, was that is that the guy from that used to be in Walking Dead? Who's the bad guy in that movie? I don't. It's been ages since I've seen it. Let's see, Mad Max 1979. Mm-hmm. This is the right one, right? Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. Is it this guy, Johnny the Boy? No, man, I don't know. But he sure looked familiar. Toe cutter, Johnny the Boy. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember any of this. I don't know. You're sending me down a rabbit hole that now I want to go watch this again. Damn it. I kind of want to watch all the Mad Maxes back to back. I I would support that. I like that. Yeah. Even Thunderdome had had parts that were good. Come on, dude. Thunderdome was the first one that I ever watched. Wow. Yeah. Well, then that holds a better place in your heart than it does mine. Probably. I remember it was the kids were in that one, right? Like the desert kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part I hated. <laughs> but I like That's, the part at the Thunderdome. With, That's your Ewok moment. Yeah, that I was like, whoa. 
<laughs> what's happening right now? Why are these kids in the desert? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and I, when I watched it, I must have been like seven. Better or worse than the breast milk uh, farm? <laughs> uh, probably worse. Okay. okay. Yeah, probably worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though both were completely unnecessary. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I do want to watch all these. And yeah, I, I remember nothing of this original movie. Like, I remember the... I, I mean, I remember them being flashback scenes, but maybe they're not. Uh, when he's like with his wife before she gets killed, mm-hmm. that happens in flashbacks the whole right because it starts off when she's already dead. Yes. yes okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I do remember some of this movie. I don't know. I'm gonna watch it. I I remember them being very stylish, but I'm not sure if the stylishness is gonna hold up, especially from the first film. Well, I mean, it's. 42 years old now? Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. We're Should old, be Nick. I mean, Andrew Andrew Shaw will not be supporting this endeavor that you're going to do. No, you don't think so? I don't think he likes uh, Mad Max. Oh, why not? Is it not a good Australian movie? Uh, well, I don't think he likes the last Mad Max. I should I should correct myself. Fury Road? Yeah. What? I believe that's what he gave an unpopular opinion that sent me down the rabbit hole of, no, I saw Road Warrior in the damn theater. I know that's the second film. (laughs) Because after Road Warrior, then I saw Mad Max, and it's a completely different film. (laughs) One's a car and one's a semi. I know the difference. (laughs) Are you sure you're not confusing it with, uh, what's the Stephen King movie with the semi? (laughs) <laughs> maximum overdrive maximum overdrive <laughs> there was no acdc soundtrack being played in any mad max film i'm pretty sure i can say that confidently do you think but that maximum overdrive did i have that cassette and did i play that <laughs> while mowing the lawn in my jean cutoff short shorts and tank top oh and my my walkman son is there a picture of this hell no you need in to... my in my glasses that when I went out in the sunlight, tinted instantly. Oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna track your mom down and get pictures. Oh, Jana would happily give them to you because she's like, I, oh, that Martin, he just wants to see cute pictures of you, and I ha- and I happily oblige. Oh God, no! What are you doing? <sighs> That's funny. But yeah, that that who made who? Hell yeah, that song. Woo! <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. Hell yeah. I bet you Stephen King got paid in cocaine to make that movie. I think he wrote it on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I heard that once. <laughs> Definitely. No doubt there. Oh, Jesus. But that did, I, I will say, that was the movie. Oh, yeah. That got me to want to watch um, Creepshow. So thank God that uh, was my gateway into Creep Show. You know, there's a new Creep Show coming out. Ooh, cool! I don't Is know if... uh, Jordan Peele also hosting that and producing it? Uh, who's he doing it with? Um, oh God, I just uh, took a guess because it was either going to be him doing Outer Limits or him doing Creep Show, one or the other. I want to say uh, Del Toro is doing it. Wow. 
Holy mackerel. Dang, I need to, uh, Oh, this came out last year? Oh, I'm thinking Scott, of the, he's the not special. making a movie of Hideo Kojima's uh, PT that he starred in. Whoa, is that for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. You don't know about PT? No. Yeah, I believe Del Toro was in... No, Del Toro did Death Stranding. That's but, right. Um, Kadeo Kojima, I believe Del Toro... He was in talks with Del Toro uh, because they released PT as like a demo, sort of, on the PS4. Hmm. And, Del, and he was in talks with Del Toro to do a film version of it. But I think since that completely fell apart and went ass up, that's how uh, he already had the connection with Del Toro, and that's how Del Toro ended up in Death Stranding, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was wrong. It was Stephen King and Greg Nicotero. Greg who? Greg Nicotero? I don't know him. Oh, my God, Nick. He's like the most famous zombie guy behind George Romero. What? Yeah, really? dude. Yes. Yeah. He was the guy that was uh, doing Walking Dead when it first came out, and then he left. Or maybe they kicked oh, him out. I don't know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. He he does uh, like a lot of makeup and stuff for movies. Oh, gotcha. Did he do that vampire series on FX? Oh, what was that called? I think that, it was based on a comic book, wasn't it? That's based on the uh, Del Toro comic, right? Thought so. Was it Del Toro? Thought so. Yeah, that show was good. Um, yeah. Oh, what was that called? Vampire Show FX. Not what we, The Strain. There you go, yeah. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. I only watched the first season of it. Who's Chuck Hogan? That sounds familiar. Chuck Hogan? Yeah. Is that an author? Or am I thinking of a different yeah. Chuck? Nope, you're right. American novelist, screenwriter, and television producer. Best known for Prince of Thieves, The Strain. I don't recognize the other stuff. Oh, he wrote The Town, that Ben Affleck movie. Oh, that's good. Interesting. Hey, you got nominated for an Academy Award. Prince of Thieves. Interesting. 13 Hours, The Secret Soldier of Benghazi. What the hell is that? That sounds like something I will never watch in my entire life. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Uh, there's uh, there's certain genres I don't like. Uh, one is romance. The other one are war movies. Wow. Okay. There's very few war movies I enjoy. Hmm. Uh, I like them when they have zombies in them. <laughs> like Same uh, with romance. Like Dead Snow. I love Dead Snow. Have Two you ever zombies seen... fall in love with each other? I'm there. Uh, there is a movie like that. What's that movie called? Yeah, I know. It's actually really good. Damn, sure. I can't remember now. It was like a teenage romance thing, and that boy was a zombie. I caramba. Uh, oh. you, you should watch Dead Snow, man. It's awesome. It's about uh, Nazi zombies. I know you told me about it. It's so great. So, dude, it was so popular they made a a sequel in English because the first one is in um, like Norwegian or something. Oh, Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The second one's in English. Sheesh. Because it was so popular here. 
Um, and actually, I just watched the zombie movie set in World War Two. That was fucking crazy. <laughs> well, see, maybe you do like war films. Yeah, when they have zombies. <laughs> zombies make anything better. Yeah, if they have zombies, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I like I like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it's that, was, right. that was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think what what other war movie I would like. Uh, uh, let's see, Monsters that was good. That did not have zombies in it, but it did have giant monsters in it. Did you ever see that Monsters? No. There's two of them. Uh, the first one is like this guy that gets hired to like be a bodyguard for a journalist or something who's doing a piece on these monsters. And the second one follows, um, I think they're, I want to say they're Navy SEALs, but maybe not. Uh, and they're like in the war zone somewhere in the Middle East fighting these monsters. Uh, huh. Yeah, it, it was weird. Like these like giant kaiju things just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> As they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like tons of them. It's not like Godzilla where it's like, one fighting another one, there's like sure. giant groups of these things like roaming around the desert. How's the U.S. going to defeat a group of them? Well, they can't. <laughs> oh, no! Dang it! Hence they, the sequel. The hence the sequel. And even in the sequel, they only kill like one of them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Bad plan. <laughs> these things are giant. Uh, I thought these bullets would have hurt them. It was like, uh, what was that? The the Cloverfield Paradox? Did you ever see that? No. You you know about the Cloverfield movies, though. I watched Cloverfield. We discussed it. Oh, that's right. You watched, you watched the first one? And no, you, I watched the sequel. You watched 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yes. The one with John Goodman? Correct. Okay. Um, Directed by Dan Trachtenberg. With Dan, that's right, Dan Trachtenberg, which that was a great film. Great film. Uh, but it doesn't have the kaiju in it. That's all right. I didn't need it. The first one's got the kaiju in it. That was J.J. Uh, Abrams. Yes, that was the found footage film. Yes. And then the Cloverfield Paradox was a Netflix original movie mm-hmm. um, set in space. Oh, boy. Well, they're like on a space station. Okay. And there's like this weird like time paradox thing that causes the kaiju to show up. So it like ends up being kind of a prequel to the to the original Cloverfield movie. Okay. Uh, but it was weird because like it doesn't seem like it's related at all. So like there was a lot of talk about this movie where like they made the sci-fi film and like they couldn't sell it to like a big studio to release it. So Netflix bought it and, like, changed the plot a little bit so that it could fit into this Cloverfield universe. Like, that was one of the the theories behind this movie. I don't know how true that is. I saw the trailer during the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, that's right, because it came out that day. Yeah, and even that trailer was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I mean, it was was interesting. It's kind of like, oh, God. What's that movie? Event Horizon. Mm. There's like some Event Horizon stuff in there with like body horror. 
It was fine, man. I enjoyed that movie. I like how small Ten Cloverfield Lane was. Hell yeah. How intimate it was. That that was a tense ass movie. Yes, it was. And I don't to be honest with you, I don't mind a movie or even like Outer Limits or Twilight Zone where it's that intimate and then you open up a door and just hellfire is happening all around that house or whatever bomb shelter Mm -hmm. just like just shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. but inside this little intimate thing everything's okay everything's secure well i sort of i sort of from the psychopath (laughs) well yeah but it's still like you know you know your surroundings but then when you open up the door it's like oh my god look at all this crap happening all around me oh my god yeah. I always I understand that we've seen that in how many films and plays and comics, but it still gets me every time. Yep. Yep. I love it. What's her name's gotten pretty good looking? When she did uh what was the first movie that she did? Scott Pilgrim. Who are you talking about? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, when she did Scott Pilgrim, I was like, Yeah, this girl's not that cute. But now I'm like, hmm, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, all right. I thought you were talking about Millie Bobby Brown. Ew, pervert. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's why I was like, what? Isn't she like seven? Oh, she's seven. How old is she? Let's find out. Millie Bobby Brown. You're the one who's saying how hot she is. She's 16, you pervert. Oh, see, stop it. Oh, did you ever watch that movie? No, I want to. What was it? Enola Holmes or whatever? Yeah. All right. Well, I haven't watched it either, so. That's, I think that. Isn't that a Netflix original? It is. Ola Holmes? With Superman in it. Yeah, I still want to see it. Yeah. Maybe this weekend. Maybe I can talk Julie, the cruise director, in it. There you go. It. You can watch Class Action Park and then watch Enola Holmes. Oh, yeah. She'd be up for that. <laughs> and then she'd be like, I thought we were going to watch a Christmas movie. Like, oh, I thought both of them were. What? Uh, You know who's not watching a Christmas movie? This guy. I get it, buddy. That's my least favorite kind of movie. Well, hey, you got to do what you got to do. You know who who Millie Bobby Brown looks like? Who? Um, oh, God, the what's writer. her name? Uh, Celine Dion. What? <laughs> get out of here. She looks like a young Winona writer. She looks like Celine Dion. <laughs> she does not. <laughs> Yes, she does. Oh my gosh. Well, you do a side by side. Buddy, all right. I am going to do a side by side. I'm going to send it to you, not now, but I'll send it to you tomorrow. Yes. That's hilarious. I'm telling you. And then I'll be like, those are the magic mushrooms talking. You're going to be like, oh my God, Martin was right. Mm hmm. And then I'll write back and I'm like, you mentioned that at. Three hours and 20 minutes of the <laughs> podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. This podcast has gone on way too long. <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> You're just like, all right, we got to go. Uh, thank you for listening to the Future Podcast with Nick Wetmore and Martin Freddie. You can find Nick Wetmore at Nick Wetmore. You can find Martin Freddie at Martin. Oh, sorry, at Geekvine. That's right. Or... You can write to us. That's right. We have an email address. It's hello at nerdylegion.com.
Until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>